WLEW Sports Network presents the Game of the Week with Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, and Dan Banky. You're listening to the WLEW Sports Network, powered by AgriValley Services. Is it week number one or week number eight? You can ask either team, but they'll say it doesn't matter for our matchup tonight. In what is typically a late August matchup, the Harbor Beach Pirates and Bad Axe Hatchet square off with just two weeks left in the regular season. Good evening, folks. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network, and I'm your host, Clark Ramsey. Alongside of me, as always, is a true professional, even has the license to prove it. Please welcome Dave Hansen. Thank you, Clark. Happy to be uh, back here in Bad X for what should be a, a very competitive football game tonight. Conference hardware was handed out a week ago, and now it's on to the final two tune-ups before the playoffs begin. But don't go thinking there isn't anything on the line tonight. For both Bad X and Harbor Beach, there are a lot of playoff points up for grabs and very well could be the difference between a potential home game or away game come the postseason. No question about it. And to be more specific, I think the winner of this game ensures themselves a two-seed in their respective districts. Uh, They both could still get it, but the winner basically will ensure that. The Harbor Beach Pirates have bounced back well after being shut out by the Ugly Bearcats on their home field. That was a month ago. Harbor Beach has rattled off three straight victories since and now have their toughest remaining test with a solid Bad Axe squad in front of them tonight. Yeah, the competition wasn't great the last three weeks, but they definitely use that in motivation to get right, get things going again, really work on that offense. And now this is a perfect test to get them ready for a, a potential district rematch with the Ugly Bearcats. The Bad Axe Hatches are coming off an emotional loss to the Lakers, but now are refocused and looking to make some noise before the playoffs begin. The Hatches have the offense and the defense to do just that against a very familiar opponent tonight. Yeah, and they're tough on special teams. They have the talent all the way around. Question remains whether they can regroup from last week and use it as motivation, or will they cash in the season? This game will tell us a great deal. Before we kick off tonight's Greer with them crossover game, we'll host our media roundtable, discuss our other area games, and break down the game of the week, our reach at Bad Axe. It's all right here on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Anger Valley Services. It's a battle with M42-142 on the line. Harbor Beach and Bad Axe tonight. presentation of the WLW Sports Network is being brought to you by Thumb Sailor and Anger Valley Services. Tia Services of Cassidy for all of your grain handling needs. Conica Radiator and Air Conditioning of Maddox. Rainy Sunny Center, 269 Guns. North Star Bank, guiding the way. Here in Auto Parts, Countryside Transportation. Harbor Beach True Value. Albert Insurance Agency. Bayport State Bank. McVeigh Insurance Agency. All Seasons Service and Sales. And Sure Health. Better health, better life. Are you sure? Internet services are provided by Agar Valley Services on the blazing speed of their TrueNet 4G wireless network. Go to agarvalleyservices.com for broadband internet that you can count on. This game broadcast is a copyrighted presentation of Thumb Broadcast Incorporated. All rights are reserved. Any reproduction without the express written consent of the WLW Sports Network is strictly prohibited. Conference play is already in the books, and the first set of the season's hardware has been distributed. A big congratulations goes out to both Lakers and Ubley, who are the Greer of them West and East champions, respectively. 
But now everyone's attention turns from the conference play to the postseason, with Selection Sunday just nine days away. According to Snooze to You, the most trusted source for playoff projections in the state of Michigan, Bad Axe Lakers and Cass City are all set to be in Division 7 and likely to be in the same district to start out the postseason. Montrose is currently shown as option for the fourth team in that district. In Division 8, Ubley, Hover Beach, and Marletta are set to be in a district together with the fourth team still up in the air. It could be Clarkson Everest Collegiate, it could be Sac Novell, or a team like Burton Bentley, or maybe a bit of a long shot but still on the table, the Unionville Seabling Area Patriots. But that would require USA to beat Sandusky in Week 9 and have some other teams lose out. Currently, USA is the 37th team in a 32-team playoff division. One person who is the second member in a five-person broadcast team would be my broadcast partner for the last 11 years. That'd be Dave Hansen. Yeah, that's right, Clark. And yeah, it's shaping up to be um, uh, what should be a really fun district, right? Both the Division Seven and Division Eight, and we wish all our teams that make it good luck. And how about that? Wouldn't it be a story if USA ends up making the playoffs? It'd be quite the story. Talk about a turnaround there. Our director of sports information has become one of the most famous restaurant reviewers in the entire Thumb region, traveling all the way from Livonia, Michigan for us. For the last 10 years, each and every Friday is Doug Cole. He handles all of our our real-time offensive and defensive and team stats throughout the entire broadcast. Doug, welcome back to Bad Axe. Thank you, Clark. I always make sure I uh, rate the uh, restaurants online, so hopefully hopefully the the good rating will... uh Keep have uh, people come uh, to their uh, restaurant. You just keep pushing to the next level. I love well, it. I, I, love it. Before, we better be careful, otherwise we're going to u- lose you to Yelp or Google. You know, <laughs> right. He's be moving to Palo Alto before we know it. So, uh, what, what was who's the lucky spot this week, Claire, uh, Doug? Where'd you stop? Well, there's a lot of great options in uh, Bad Axe, but it's been a while since I've been to Rachel's. Ah, and uh, it's a great place, really nice, fancy, and I had some pasta. Pasta. Yeah. What kind of pasta? Just regular. Uh, with, Just straight with, pasta. Uh, with meat, uh, meatballs and uh, oh. meat sauce. Yeah. Oh. And does it get the Doug Cole seal approval? Oh, absolutely. It's one of the better Ooh. ones. Oh, good. All right. Well. And we I can... say that to like every restaurant I go to. It's one of the better ones. It's one of the better. Okay. Ones. And that's a that's that's a good thing. So there's the Doug Cole seal of approval, and then there's the upper echelon. Yes, sir. The Doug Cole seal of excellence, perhaps. Yeah, you got well, it. Okay. All right. Well, all right. This is starting to come together now, folks. And one of the many keys to our success as a broadcast team would be our eye in the sky, Dan Benke. As our spotter for the last six years, Dan is able to see into the trenches and be in our ears throughout the broadcast so we can relay all the information back to our listeners. After tonight, we won't have Dan back until the first week of the postseason, though. Yeah, that's all right, because he's got a he's got a new guy in training that's working out pretty good for us. But yes, Dan is the best, and uh, we're always happy to have him on board. Before we move on, though, we just have a special delivery. kind of feels like the game day ball delivery. I have a fresh load of pens coming in. So remember we talked a few weeks on air? The the Ramsey Funeral Home pens and pencils are back in action tonight. So fresh pens. So good broadcast ahead of us tonight. Thank you, Brother Ryan Ramsey, uh, for delivering those. And But have no fear. Dan Banky will return. And just like that, with our intern, an understudy of Dan Banky would be Kendall Anthos with us tonight. As our intern, he gets the honor of carrying our broadcast box down the tower stairs each week. But in return, Kendall gets to learn the ropes of how the business side of a radio broadcast works. Just a small price to pay. Uh, (laughs) Small might be the wrong word to use there, but uh, uh, we go with youth and uh, just the pure strength of a college kid, right? So we'll take advantage of that. But we always appreciate having Kendall around, and uh, I think he's uh, he's done really well when he had to shine there a couple weeks ago, and I think he'll be just fine while Dan's missing. About 117 reasons to not intern for the WLW Sports <laughs> Network is carrying that box down the stairs. And it's a, the pen, it's the penultimate game of the regular season tonight and is a typical week number one matchup 
Our region badass is all on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. When we return, we'll host our media roundtable presented by Thompson Chevrolet. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. Listening to the WLW Sports Network on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, Dan Banky, Kendall Anthes with your call tonight from Bad Axe, Michigan. In week number eight of the regular season, just one more week to go after this, and then it's on to the playoffs. It's now time for the Meteor on Table, though. In the meantime, presented by Thompson Chevrolet of Ubley. If you're looking for the latest models from Chevrolet, look no further than the north end of Ubley at Thompson Chevrolet. Find new roads. Join me today in the flesh from the Huron County View, the Brent Venables of the Media Roundtable, Paul P. Adams, our Director of Sports Information, Doug Cole. I'll say the Steve Sarkeesian of the Media Roundtable, ah, yes. perhaps. The top spotter north of Burnside, Michigan, Dan Benke, and the defending champion of the Media Roundtable, Dave Hansen. Through the end of the broadcast season, we keep score our games predictions, and when that time comes, we will deem a Media Roundtable winner. Dave Hansen has been on a bit of a heater as of late. He has won three of the last four weeks and now has a three-game lead over Dan Bakey, who has two wins, while Doug Cole and Paul B. Adams are still searching for their first victories of the season. I'm just trying to win a game. At least Brett Vendables is still employed. That's very true. That's very true. He's ruthless. Oh, I love it. So he's, how, not, he's definitely not wrong, though. So how it works, each meter representative picks a winner and a final score for tonight's feature game at the WLW Sports Network. The winner is deemed by selecting the winning team and by having the most accurate point differential. If no one selects the correct winner, then I, Clark Ramsey, will graciously accept the victory for the week. Since Dave won last week, the order remains the same. He will go last. So tonight's order is Doug Cole, followed by Paul P. Adams, Dan Benke, and then Dave Hansen. Doug Cole, the tea is yours. Well, I've been going back and forth um, uh, predicting this game. I really don't know who's going to win this, but I had to pick one team, obviously. Yep. So I got I th- I just have more trust in Harbor Beach. They have more experience. Um, they've been there before. I got Harbor Beach winning this one, twenty-eight to twenty-one. Twenty-eight to twenty-one, a seven-point victory in favor of the Harbor Beach Pirates, according to Doug Cole. Yep. Our director of sports information, Paul P. Adams. Well, Douglas took one of my numbers, but he didn't take both of them this week, so I'm, I'm, I'm remaining calm. Uh, to echo what Doug said, um, I've been going back and forth on this game all week, and I, I think Dave will probably say the same thing, and Dan, in his his text to you, um, th- these are pretty two evenly matched teams. Uh, I just think Harbor Beach has a bit more momentum. I think Harbor Beach has found itself a little bit since that ugly game, um, you know, you go back to Ubley, uh, Caden Buholtz, he was just finding his way as a freshman. He's starting to really make an impact, and I think when you add him into the weapon, to the weapons that Harbor Beach has, uh, Shea Wookie, an experienced uh, quarterback, Tanton Babcock, who hasn't had to shoulder much of the load this year because of uh, spreading out the diversity of this offense, I think if, if it comes down to it and Harbor Beach really needs it, Tanton Babcock could take over this game. So uh, with all that said, I just think too many weapons and a couple of question marks for, uh, for Bad X. I'm taking Harbor Beach as well. 28-14. to 28-14. to 14, A 14-point victory for the Harbor Beach Pirates, according to Paul B. Adams the sports editor of the Huron County View. Dan Banky's on his way to the game right now, and he texted in his predictions as always. He says, here we are in week number eight. 
Tonight we have two teams fighting for position in the playoffs, and according to Dan Benke, these are the words of him, Bad Axe coming off of a very emotional game last week and Harbor Beach coming off a very easy homecoming win. And Dan Benke thinks that emotional game will still linger around for Bad Axe. Dan Benke thinks Harbor Beach will pull away late and get the win. He has Harbor Beach winning 32-14. to 14. So, Harbor Beach by 18 points. According to Dan Benke and Paul P. Adams, before you start to lose your cool, that was sent at 9.27 no, no, a.m. No. this morning. Okay. <laughs> no, All right. I'm good. I, I know I'm how good. you get, Dave. I'm, I'm good. All right, Dave Hanson. Wow, gentlemen. That's, uh, I, I like your predictions. So let, let's uh, let's throw this out here, okay? We got both teams. I think they're as evenly matched you're going to get. We got good quarterbacks. We got talented wide receivers. We got a running game that has struggled for both teams, except when they play teams with losing records. So the running games can be important. For Harbor Beach, if they come out throwing the football, at least attack them with the spread. I think they can spread out McPhee and company and move the football. On defense, same thing. They have to be able to contain Minehold, and Keaton Brown's going to be asked to throw the ball more. My big question for Bad X, what, how do they show up tonight? Do they, do they care? Are they, do they want to win, or are they, have they folded after losing to their rival last week? I'm not sure. I'm going to bank on something that doesn't normally happen, and I think Bad X is going to play tough tonight. Give me the home team. Maybe it's an upset, but I think this is two evenly matched teams. They have just as many weapons on this team, and if they utilize them correctly, I think their defense is a little bit better. Have them in a close one, 28-24. 28-24, a four-point victory for the Bad Axe Hatchets, according to Dave Hansen. It comes down to emotion, Clark. If they use it to their advantage, they can win. If they don't, then Harbor Beach will have a field day. And spoiler alert, we'll get to this later in the broadcast, but Las Vegas has Harbor Beach by five and a half points. So we'll see how this goes. So the experts have spoken. Three for Harbor Beach, one for the Bad Axe Hatchets. Doug Cole taking Harbor Beach by seven points, 28 to 21. Paul P. Adams at 14 points, 28 to 14. Dan Banky taking Harbor Beach by 18 points, 32 to 14. And Dave Hansen taking Bad Axe, 28 to 24 by four points. Good luck, gentlemen. And may the odds ever be in your favor. <laughs> All right, so let's take a look at other area games. We'll start out in eight-player football, and we will kind of work our way through. We have a forfeiture in eight-player football. Brown City was supposed to travel to Vandercook Lake. So instead, they pick up their seventh victory of the season in eight trials, eight tries, and they save about 300 gallons of gas on their way to about our west of Ann Arbor, Vandercook Lake. So that is a forfeit. New Haven Merritt at North Huron. North Huron, big win coming from behind against Akron Fairgrove last week. Yeah, and this is a, another must-win game, but that was a gutty win for uh, North Huron. Down two touchdowns in the first eight minutes of that ball game. Came back late and then got an interception to save the game. Uh, North Huron, much like we were talking about uh, USA, on the outside looking in, but making a run at those playoffs. Need to win this week against New Haven Merritt and need to win next week against uh, Burton Atherton, and that'll probably seal the deal and get the Warriors in. Uh, this New Haven Merritt team been a hard team to, to uh, get a gauge on. Uh, one week they're they're scoring a lot of points. Next week they're getting blown out by Peck. So just don't know what's going to happen with them. But uh, I'm taking the Warriors in this one and a close one. So am I. I, I they probably are dogs. It's a good thing this game at home. Otherwise, I think they might even be an underdog. That's so close I think this game could be. But uh, give me that experience. I like the coaching staff still there. Give me North here on in a close one. So, Paul, you're saying it's New Haven Merritt or – no merit, per se? <laughs> I right, would never say on. anything like that. CPS and Peck played last night, and it was Peck 76, CPS 36. Peck wins by 40 points and takes on their seventh victory of the season. That is seven victories in a row after losing in week number one to Brown City. And, and Clark, get these numbers from Caleb Lettner, the uh, star running back from Peck. Almost 300 yards rushing, six rushing touchdowns, an interception for a touchdown, and a kickoff return for a touchdown. 
Uh, eight touchdown game for him. Amazing performance. Uh, over 2,000 yards on the season, approaching 30 touchdowns for uh, for that young man. Uh, definitely in the short list of Player of the Year candidates for All Thumb Player of the Year. Those are great fantasy football numbers. Doug Cole, they have to chime it in there. Akron Fairgrove in Bay City All Saints Night in Bay City and Ashley at Caseville. You know, Ashley at Caseville is kind of a sneaky little game. Uh, I'd really love to see Caseville um, win that game. They've been putting up better numbers of late, but Ashley, I think, just a little bit too much. But I think if there's going to be an upset tonight, I think Caseville could be uh, that, that could be your upset game. Yeah, that would be fun. I, and I think Bay City All Saints takes care of business in the other game and gets win number five. Oakland Christian receives the forfeiture win from Flint International. Genesee at KPAC. Deckerville comes from behind, scores three times in the last five minutes to defeat Burton Atherton in Burton last night, 44-36. to It was at 36-20, to I think it was. Yeah, and they came and, uh, back, went two touchdowns plus two two-point conversions to tie it and then took the go-ahead score with is it less Dylan than Ball? Is that it? Yeah, Dylan Ball. Dylan Ball had six touchdowns left. in that game last night. He scored uh, – he, he, he literally ran wild for the Eagles and uh, just another gritty – Comeback on the road win, great win for them. Uh, really making their late playoff push too. They they might be able to to uh, punch their ticket to the playoffs. If, you know, with that win and a win next week. A, a nice gutty comeback, but it's very uncharacteristic to see Deckerville fall behind early in games. It's, it's just not typically like them. Win or lose, they usually come out strong. But they've had to dig from behind here now a little, quite a few weeks in a row here. Uh, they got to turn that around earlier in the game. But a, a nice win there nonetheless on the road. And Kingston at Mayville tonight. You know. Mayville's had a nice season, but they kind of got exposed uh, last week against Deckerville, and uh, we all know that that uh, you know Deckerville lost to Kingston pretty handedly. Um, you know, Kingston's just on on a mission. Uh, does sound like Corliss might be a little dinged up though, so there's something to watch. Oh, well, you only have 300 yards tonight. Yeah, well, he, they'll let him throw the ball and get rid of it quicker. He's too talented. They'll, they'll find a way to win. Kingston is the real deal this year. In the Greertham Conference, we have Marlette at Vassar at four and three against three and four. Marlette lost to Cass City 20 to 56. Started the season three and one, and have gone one and two since. Their final four games of the season are all on the road. Vassar started out the season winning three of their first four games. They've since lost three in a row to Reese, Bad Axe, and USA. I say winner of this game is in the playoffs, loser is on the outside looking in. And probably outside of this game in front of us, the next closest, most competitive game we'll see this weekend. Sandusky at 1-6, Reese at 2-5. Sandusky, their only win this season was against Memphis. They're currently on a four-game skid. They lost to Ubley last week, 42-8. to Reese, close battle with Carroll, but lost by one point, 13-12. Have lost three of their last four games. Their only wins were against USA and Vassar. You talk about a team that's better in its record. It's Sandusky, 1-6. Uh, they get they get that second win tonight. This has been a team that's been fairly competitive in a lot of its games, and I, I think they're going to break through tonight. I'm glad we agree. We got to go to Sandusky and watch this team compete in a tough loss, and I was impressed with what I saw for a team that had a losing record. I'm on the same boat. This game potentially should be played on Thursdays uh, after the last couple Thursday night games I've seen, but <laughs> potentially this is a game that Sandusky can and should win. I, I agree with you. Memphis and Lakers squaring off tonight in Lakers. It's the Yellow Jackets at 0-7, Lakers at 7-0. Memphis, the fifth time in seven years that they've gone winless to this point in the season. They lost to Harbor Beach last week, 58-0. Lakers, the outright greater than West champions, the first time since 2017 outright. And they have the second-best offense in the Greyertham Conference at 46 points per game. I expect Lakers to rest many starters. Uh, that was a very physical game right to the end last week. I, I think uh, this is the kind of game get you right. they got a tough game on the road at uh, at Essexville-Garver coming up the following week. Uh, they definitely want to get that undefeated season. But, uh, you know, this is a get-right game for a lot of those uh, those guys that have been beat up this year. Yeah, Mem- Memphis is obviously not very good. So, Lakers will have no problem taking care of business. Cass City at Carroll tonight. Cass City have won three of their last four games. 
games, losing only to Ubley. They beat Marlette 56-20, and then at Carrow and at Beale City to wrap up the regular season. Carroll, first win of the season last week, beating Reese 13-12, averaging just 9.7 per game on offense and giving up 35.5 on defense. Not a very good game there. I think it's an easy win for Cass City. It should be, yeah. It's a must-win game for Cass City, right? Because next week you're at Beale City, so you, chances are you're, you're the heavy underdog in that game. So you get, it's very important to get that fifth win tonight. I think that'll motivate them and take care of business on the road. And it's a trophy game. Yes. Ubley at USA tonight. Ubley 7-0, USA 2-5. and Ubley rolling through their schedule. Greer with them East champions, second year in a row. Best offense, best defense in the Greer with them conference. Yeah, and that continues tonight. I don't think this game's going to get out of hand. I think some people expect it to be. I don't think so at all. I think 49-6 type field type game to me. USA's been playing better since they had that two-week break, but, uh, you know, Ubley just does what Ubley does. Uh, Ubley's way too physical. They're, they have, they're deeper. They, they just have – their system has been running smoothly all year. I think this game is is – quite handily in favor of Ubley. And our final game, of course, is Harbor Beach and Banax, which is the feature game of the WLW Sports Network. And the experts have already spoken on that one. We have three taking Harbor Beach, one taking Banax. Doug Cole, Paul B. Adams, and Dan Banky taking the Pirates by 7, 14, and 18 points. And Dave Hansen taking Banax by 4 points, 28 to 24. It's time for a short break. When we return, we'll take a look at the away team tonight, the Harbor Beach Pirates, right here on Sports Radio 1021. Listening to the WLW Sports Network's presentation of week number eight of the regular season and Bad Axe and Harbor Beach. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, Dan Banky, and Kendall Anthus with your call tonight from Bad Axe. Well, since 2007, the Harbor Beach Fires have won the Greer Them East a total of eight times, or 50% of the time. However, their last divisional title came back four seasons ago in 2019. The Pirates are on track for their sixth straight postseason run, and since the year 2001. <laughs> what you're not seeing, folks, is I went for a little sprint in the commercial break there, and I'm out of breath. So, Dave Hanson, tell us about Troy Shelton. <laughs> Let me do that. <laughs> 26 <laughs> years at the helm, 186 wins, 86 losses, winning 68% of his games, the winningest coach in school history. Uh, and right behind him is his mentor, Jack Dillon, was 32 years at the helm. He won 181 games uh, and 105 losses, winning 63% of the time. Uh, the the, the feel-good story is Coach Shelkey was an assistant and former player for Coach Dillon, took over when he retired and Coach Shelke has had eight 10-plus winning seasons, seven district championships, five regional titles, five semifinals, and one state championship back in 2012. And, of course, since the year 2001, Harbor Beach has made the playoffs a total of 16 times for those years. Harbor Beach has had plenty of quality quarterbacks over the years, which has been key to their successful implementation of the spread offense over the last decade-plus under center and at shotgun as well as a two-year starting play caller and senior by the name of Tenton Babcock. That's right. Six foot, 175 pound senior, plays defensive back. Uh, last year, completed 56% of his passes. This year, 59. Last year, 1,400 yards and 18 touchdowns. This year, just 400 yards and four touchdowns. His total production is cut in half through the air. Rushing, more of the same. He had 500 yards and seven TDs last year. Just 300 yards and six TDs on the season, averaging seven, eight yards per game less. 
But then again, they've had a lot of games where they've been running clocks, where they've taken care of business. They haven't had to ask him to do a lot that's going to keep him healthier, and hopefully they can make a playoff run and at very least give the favorite Ubley Bearcats a run for their money in the district. The Pirates are known for airing things out, but you'll hear Dave Hansen say it a good amount of times. It's still a run-first mentality regardless of the formation. Last year, Harbor Beach was led on the ground by senior Luke Woodkey. This year, it's his younger brother, junior Shea Woodkey, who are leading the Pirates in their rushing attack. And as a team, the Pirates have accumulated over 1,500 yards on the ground in 26 scores. That's an average of 223 yards per game. Absolutely, but there's no one standout, right? Shea Woodkey is considered the lead dog, but we've seen Caden Buchholz get some carries. We've seen Jacob Booms. Uh, even Benson Harper's carried the ball 13 times for 150 yards. Uh, touchdowns all the way around, but uh, Shea Woodkey averaging 8.5 yards a carry is the lead back if they choose to run the football all day long. Harbor Beach has aired things out a total of 41 times this season, completing 25 passes for 469 yards in four scores. Tan Babcock has two favorite receivers, both standing six feet above sea level or taller. Benson Harper, freshman, and Jace Knoblock, senior, have accounted for 60% of all caught balls and 70% of all receiving yards. Throwing Jacob Booms at the slot receiver position, and the Pirates certainly have plenty of downfield threats. And I think we would agree up here that that's their best asset on offense, right, is, drop, is seeing the spread, letting Tan Babcock do what he does. He can make plays when the pocket breaks down, and he certainly has two of the better weapons in the passing game. They're obviously most excited about true freshman Benson Harper. Uh, he's had nine catches, 150 yards, and three touchdowns. A kid that can just go up and get it, isn't afraid to go over the middle and leap up in the air and make those catches. But the unforgotten, the the forgotten guy is Jason Oblock, as solid as you're going to find, and quietly has the same nine catches, 40 more yards than him, but just one touchdown. He averages 20, 20 yards every time he catches the ball. And if you get take care of both of those guys, Jacob Booms, those short passes has really come up with a couple big catches throughout the season. They have the weapons if they decide to go an aerial assault. The last time the Pirates faced off with Bad Axe, it was the first week of the 21 season with the Hatchets winning that one, 42-33 in Harbor Beach. In that game, the Pirates gave up 318 yards on the ground and another 146 through the air. Yeah, that defense, uh, that was the sign of a season where that defense had no answer for anybody that year. This defense is definitely better than that. They're not elite like they were 5, 10 years ago. This team has made some big strides on defense. They still have weaknesses. Bad X can't expose them, but they're better than that, and this should be a well-fought game for four quarters. We are 22 minutes away from kicking off week number 8 of the regular season. Keep it locked on your home for high school football. After the break, we'll dive into Harbor Beach's opponent tonight, the Bad Axe Hatchets. It's all year on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network. listening to the WLW Sports Network, which you can listen to in more ways than ever before. Tune to Sports Radio 1021. Download the Cruise 102 app on your Apple or Android device or listen live and worldwide at WLWSports.com and now also in replay form. Just go to our website, that's WLWSports.com and click on the Replays tab and wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. Well, the Bad Axe Hatches are on track for their third straight winning season and their third straight playoff berth. 2022 will just be the second time in school history that Bad Axe has made the postseason for three years in a row. 
They did it one other time back in 99, 2000, and 2001 with just one playoff appearance in between those streaks coming in 2014. Leading the way for the Bad Axe Hatches would be first-year head coach in Bad Axe, Steve Verberg. That's right. He was former Lakers coach from 2017 to 2020. He went 28-12, and 12, winning 700 percent of his games there 70 percent of his games there 700 would be really wow, good that's impressive uh, and he went to the playoffs three out of four years um he replaced cal pokley who did a, a wonderful job as well went with two years at the helm with 12 and six winning 66 percent of his games we just saw the bad axe hatches last week when they faced off with the lakers for the greater than west championship in that game we saw perhaps one of their seniors quarterbacks best games keaton brown is the second year at the helm for this offense and now running the double wing Absolutely. Led the team rushing last year. Plays defensive back. He had 733 yards rushing last year to go with eight TDs. Just 74 yards on the ground this year. Two TDs. That's right. 600 plus yards less on the ground for him. The passing game uh, is about the same. He's a 53% passer. 648 yards last year. Up to 725. He's already eclipsed last year's passing touchdown total with 11. And that's kind of been the difference. There's been other guys getting involved in the running game where he hasn't had to. It's kept him healthy. And then that has strengthened the passing game, which is where Bad X has been beating people up until last week. With the double wing offense, a wide number of players will see touches, whether it's the tailback located just a few steps behind Keaton Brown or the rotation of wingbacks set up outside of the tight ends. Leading the way is senior Griffin Meinhold. Yeah, and I would define Griffin Meinhold as, as probably their best playmaker, right? So Keaton Brown's going to be a quarterback. Uh, he can throw the ball anywhere he wants at any time. He can take off and run with it, but they're... they're multi-tool weapon is Griffin Meinhold. He can catch it, he can run it, he's an excellent kicker. Uh, Evan Shank, more of that power fullback, and then your change of pace would be Nathan Pulaski with just 290 yards and a touchdown on the season, but it's Griffin Meinhold leading the way, 500 yards on the ground, averaging over 8 yards a carry. Through the air, the Bad Axe Hatchets are averaging 122 yards per game. Keaton Brown has completed passes to six different teammates, but he has two favorite receivers, Jake McVie and Griffin Meinhold. Everyone else has 80 yards or less. Last week against the Lakers, Bad Axe had 88 yards on seven catches. Yeah, Jake McVie has hauled in 12 catches for over 300 yards and five TDs, averaging 25 yards a catch. Griffin Meinhold, 26 yards a catch. He's got three touchdowns and six catches to boot. Definitely their favorite two options also in the passing game. Bad Axe has the third best offense in the Greer Conference, averaging 38.8 per game. Defensively, Bad Axe has the fourth best on the conference behind Ubley, Hover Beach, and Lakers. The Hatchets gave up 32 points last week, which was their most since week number one when they lost to Ubley 41-7. Otherwise, in Bad Axe's five wins, they've allowed a total of just 21 points, including two shutouts in a forfeiture win. Keep locked on your home for high school football. Up next, we'll shift our attention to a direct comparison look between the Bad Axe Hatchets and the Hover Beach Pirates. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. Number eight of the regular season. After tonight, just one more week remains in the regular season before the road to Ford Field begins. Well, as the crow flies, 18 miles separate Bad Axe and Harbor Beach High Schools and 19 miles by roadway straight across M142. If you're heading from Harbor Beach to tonight's game, head west out of town, watch out for deer by Hanson Farms and turn right after the main light. In regards to school size, we have the fifth largest and fourth small schools in the Greatham Conference tonight. 
Banax with 280 students according to the MHSA figures and have reached tied with USA at 215, which is seven more than a year ago for the Pirates. So by going by student enrollment, it's Banax by 65 students. Banax and Harbor Beach have met on the gridiron a total of 50 times since 1950. The Pirates lead this overall series 29 to 21. Of Banax's 21 victories, 17 of those happened in 1985 or earlier. Since 1985, the Hatchets are 4 in 24 against Harbor Beach. The Pirates have won 8 of the last 10, but Banax has the current last laugh, defeating the Pirates last season 42 to 33. The other Hatchet victory came in 2015, 20 to 6. Both games taking place in Harbor Beach. Troy Schalke is 14-3 against Badax. Steve Herberg is 0-2 when facing the Pirates. Offensively speaking, the season, on the season, in the Greater Thumb Conference, Badax is boasting the third best attack of the 12 GTC teams. The Hatches are averaging 38.8 per game, with Harbor Beach just one slot back at number four, scoring an average of 35.4. So on offense, it is Badax by 3.4 points. Defensively, Badax, excuse me, Harbor Beach is having a banner year thus far. The Pirates are giving up just 11.4 per game, which is the second-best defense in the Greertham Conference, behind only Ubley. Badax is nothing to sneeze at as well on defense. The Hatchets are yielding 15.7 per game through week number seven. That's the fourth-best defense in the Greertham Conference. So on defense, it's Harbor Beach by 4.3 points. Las Vegas has set their line for the game. They're confident that line, unless it's wrong. Our colleagues at The Ohio State University and Aaron Glenn Sports Wagering Department Set after factoring in all possibilities. Stats, injuries, weather, and location. The spread for today's game sits at Harbor Beach. Harbor Beach by five and a half points. Today is the 287th day of the year, meaning there's just 68 days until 2023 rolls around. We'd like to say hello to all of our listeners tuned in today, whether you're on your way to the game, out running errands, or perhaps at home getting ready to watch some October baseball. Which leads me to this week's trivia question, Dave, about the Detroit Tigers. You might have a chance on these. The, I, I, the like, I, like my, I like my odds this week. Let's go. Well, it was on this day 16 years ago, in fact, that the Detroit Tigers swept the Oakland Athletics 4-0 to to win the pennant and punch their ticket to the World Series for the first time since 1984. My first question, Dave, is what event clinched the fourth win over the Oakland Athletics? Mm, I, I do remember this. Uh, that was a, a walk-off Maglia Ordonia's home run. Correct. Uh, I think a three-run home run, Three-run home run in the bottom of the ninth inning. They were tied 3-3. Maglio hit the series-clinching home run to left field to win 6-3, which was actually his second home run of the game. He already tied the game earlier in the sixth inning with a home run. Maglio Ordonez would retire as a Detroit Tiger in 2011 after 15 seasons with a batting average of 309, but that was not the last of Ordonez in the public light. Dave, my second question. This is more fun fact for you. After retirement, what did Maglio Ordonez accomplish? I After actually, retirement. I actually do know this. Uh, he, he ran for public office, but I don't know. I can't. I don't know. I'm not sure what, which country it was, if it was the Dominican or if it was Venezuela. One of them. He ran for office. That is he, correct. Yes, You're two elected. for two. So he ran for public office and was elected mayor in his home in a hometown of Venezuela. Venezuela. There you go. He was elected mayor of, the, of Juan Antonio Sotilio municipality on December 8th, 2013. Unfortunately, he considers himself to be a supporter of the late president Hugo Chavez and the socialist regime of Venezuela. He is also the co-owner of a professional baseball team in his native country of Venezuela. The Detroit Tigers would lose in the World Series in five games to the St. Louis Cardinals, four games to one, in which was the series where uh, all Detroit Tiger pitchers could not throw to first base, if you recall correctly. Yeah, that was not fun. And it would not return to the playoffs until 2011 and the October Classic in 2012. 
My final question, Dave, what other milestone was reached for the Detroit Tigers in 2012? In 2012? Yes. Um, and it, it, the, uh, the greatest hitter of, of my generation, our generation, uh, won the Triple Crown. That would be Matt Miguel Cabrera. Well, yes, that is a correct answer. I would have also accepted a second correct answer. I'll get to that in a moment. With a 330 batting average, 44 home runs, and 139 RBIs, Miguel Cabrera became the first player in 45 years to win the Triple Crown. That was the same year that the Detroit Tigers signed Prince Fielder to a nine-year, $214 million deal. Oh. That was the accomplishment I was looking for, Dave, really. Oh, I, yeah, uh, I, I, I did miss the sarcasm and the accomplishment <laughs> there. My, my bad. Cecil Fielder, <laughs> excuse me. Prince Fielder, not Cecil, he would play just two seasons in Detroit and eventually be traded to the Rangers for Ian Kinsler, with Detroit paying a large portion of Fielder's contract while playing for Texas. And that contract ended just a year ago. And speaking of highly lucrative broadcasting contracts, Dave, we're your three <laughs> keys to tonight's game. I'm not sure, again, who you're talking about there, but I caught the sarcasm at the time. There you go. <laughs> well, let's start with the road team, the Harbor Beach Pirates. Uh, we've been saying this every time we see a Harbor Beach team play, and this team is no different. They have to utilize their best ammunition on offense. Utilize the spread at a higher rate than you run the tee, but run from that scenario. Just because you go to the spread does not mean you have to pass the football. It is spacing out the defense and forcing them to tackle your athletes in space. I don't care if it's Caden Buchholz. I don't care if it's Stan Babcock, Benson Harper, you name it. You got to tackle these guys in space, and you got to challenge defenses to do that. If Harbor Beach can do that, I like their chances in the game. On the other side, I, I, I like to see Bad Axe attack in the trenches, get back to power football. They they have the advantage, in my opinion, with their size on the line. I don't know if the double wing will get it done all night long, but they utilize play action really well, and I think that is an opportunity for Bad Axe to slow the pace, keep the score down, and grind out drives against this beatable. But improved but beatable Harbor Beach defense. And let's see which team, my third point is, which team will better utilize those athletes in space, whether it's Meinhold, Benson, Harper on the other side. Whatever team gets out in space with those guys at a better rate will win this football game. Current conditions in Bad Axe, Michigan are 49 degrees with mostly cloudy skies. They're calling for a 15% chance of rain this evening. Winds are out of the south-southwest at 7 miles per hour and gusting up to 11 miles. Visibility just under 10 miles, and barometric pressure is dropping at 29.71 inches. The dew point is at a very low 28 degrees. It feels like it's 46 degrees out, and humidity is at 44%. Sunset, that was seven minutes ago at 6.50, and we are currently in a waning gibbous moon phase, so I think it's safe to say it's a beautiful day for football. Sunrise today is 7.45, sunset at 6.50. So on October 14th, 2022, we have 11 hours in five minutes of daylight. We lost another 20 minutes since last week and a total of two hours in 24 minutes since our week one broadcast right here in the same booth. Our reach won the toss, elected to defer, so they will be kicking off to the Bad Axe Hatches to start this game. Your officials in the white cap, Brian Roberts, the referee. Your umpire is Mark Hingston. Headlinesman Brad Crampton, line judge Brady Duke, and your back judge, Anthony Morgan. It's time for a short break. When we return, we'll have your National Anthem and Star Smell Banner performed by the Bad Axe Marching Band. It is senior night here in Bad Axe in week number eight of the regular season. Right here on Sports Radio 1021 in live and worldwide at www.lwsports.com. Bad Axe and Harbor Beach squaring off.
You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. We're ready to kick things off just about. But first, we have the Bad X Marching Band on the field. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Doug Cole, Dan Benke, and Kendall Anthos with your call tonight from Bad X, Michigan. A beautiful night for football. Harbor Beach and Bad X squaring things off in what is typically a week number one matchup. Instead, with the reorganization of the Greyhound Conference, with Kansas City moving to the east instead of seven teams in a com- in the, each division, we have six, so the whole schedule was started from scratch. And now, as a result, the whole schedule started from scratch, and now Harbor Beach and Bad Axe in 2022 playing in week number eight instead of week number one. Yeah, it makes no difference to us, but it's a classic matchup that we get to see every year, and we're glad that they found a way to make it happen on this year's schedule. It doesn't matter what week it is. Well, we hear the marching band out there right now. 20 seconds climbing down on the clock here as we're ready to kick things off in just a moment. And we'll listen to Gerald Prill, our PA announcer, as well as the whole festivities here from Bad Axe, Michigan. This is Ed Rochford, who passed away this week after a long and hard-fought battle with breast cancer. Ed was the wife of Bad Axe cross-country coach Nick Rochford and was an important and dedicated member of the Bad Axe Hatchet family. Abby was a great asset to the school district in our community. And she was a dear friend. In honor of Abby's memory, we ask that you join us in recognizing her with a moment of silence. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome you to see tonight and pick up that Cardinal Shield on the campus of Bad Axe Public Schools. Tonight, the hatch is welcome to the Harbor Beach Pirates. We direct your attention to our nation's flag, located in the west end zone of the Cardinal Shield. Would you please rise? Gentlemen, remove your caps. Active military and veterans may render the appropriate salute as we honor America as the hatch marching band performs our national anthem. rendition there from the Bad Axe Marching Band. It is Pink Out Night in honor of breast cancer awareness here from Bad Axe, Michigan. Bad Axe in their home pink and blue ombre effect jerseys in honor of breast cancer awareness. Pink tops, blue bottoms, white outline with no interior of those numbers. I'm region their typical away uniforms, white jerseys, black pants, traditional white helmet with a black face mask. 
Let's take you through the starting lineup for your Badax offense. At quarterback, his second year at the helm, a senior now, Keaton Brown, a 5'11", 180-pound senior. At center, Noah Brown, a senior, 5'10", 205 pounds, number 53. Left guard, Cal Isinger, a junior. Your right guard would be Evan McAlpine, a senior. Your right tackle, Dalton Geiger, a junior. Left tackle, Hayden Miles, a 5'11", 190-pound senior. Tight ends, Drayden Romas and Jake McPhee. Jaden Romas, 5'10", 170 pounds. Jake McPhee, 6'4", 218 pounds. And your wingbacks, Griffin Meinhold and Evan Schenk. In the tailback, Nathan Bolowski, a junior, at 5'10", 165 pounds. Deep back for the Bad Axe Hatches to start out things. That would be Logan Miles and Griffin Meinhold. Kicking things off for the Harbor Beach Pirates would be number 32, Jace Knoblock. 6'3", 190 pounds senior. As Dan Banky already paying off on our spotters, we cannot see those numbers at all. So we will kick things off left to right across your radio. Don't get me wrong; those uniforms are they're, awesome. They're you, great. Got, you got to see them. We can't. We can only explain them so much. They are awesome uniforms, especially for the reason they're wearing them. But under these lights, the glare—you name it—it's going to be tough. So Dan, you're going to get your money's worth tonight, bud. So Jace Canolock's kick comes, bounces the 18, and rolls back to the nine-yard line before it's picked up by Griffin Meinhold. I reach special team swarms to the ball. He gets out to about the 14-yard line before he is upended. And so it'll be a far long field for the for the Bad Axe Hatchets as Shea Woodkey is credited with the tackle on special teams. First and 10 for the Bad Axe Hatchets. Looks like they're marking down just at the 15-yard line. Yeah, not, not a great uh, special teams play there by the home team. Letting that ball bounce. Uh, you've taught as a, as a baseball player and infielder, you play the ball. Don't let the ball play you. And that's what Griffin Meinhold did. The ball takes a bad bounce, gets behind him. And by the time he corrals it, he's picking it up very late, deep in his territory, fortunate just to get it back to the 15-yard line. First and 10, right to left across your radio, double wing offense. That means wing backs on either side of the tight end. And Nathan Pulaski typically behind Keaton Brown by about a half a step. Brown under center. Man in motion. It's a pitch out to Griffin Meinhold. Tries to find the right gap. He gets out for a hard-fought five yards before the foul is stopped by Troy Wells, outside linebacker, senior for the Harbor Beach Pirates. Five-yard gain for Griffin Meinhold, second down and five. You know, last week we watched Bad X. The difference between week one and last week was when they ran the double wing, they had found a couple plays that they could go to to get three or four, in this case, five yards when they needed to. And it starts with Pulaski right there behind Keaton Brown, and then your left wing back is Griffin Meinhold. And when the play goes off, the running back, Pulaski, fills the hole right by the right guard, and then they pitch it backwards, but a little tighter than what they did in week one, to Griffin Meinhold, and he follows Pulaski right through that hole and barrels ahead for five yards on first down. Same formation, less than 10, the play clock, man in motion. It's a pitch out to Griffin Meinhold, this time right to left from the backfield. He's being chased down from behind. He gets out to about the 22-yard line before he's finally brought down by Griseth Nowiski. Defensive end, six foot one, 180 pounds, junior for the Harbor Beach Pirates. A gain of three, third down advantage, well, third down and two for the Bad Axe Hatchets. Yeah, that was a great play because when Meinhold put on the brakes and then turned on the Jets, I thought he had the corner, but the defensive end there was able to haul him down, trip him up just enough. Otherwise, Meinhold would be off to the races. Bad Axe still in the huddle, facing a third and two. They're at their own 23. They need to get out to the 25 yard line. I reach still three linebackers, five down linemen up front. High formation for the Bad Axe Hatchets now. Brown under center, hands it off to his first option, that was Evan Schenk. He gets close to that first down line to gain. Looks like he has it by half a yard out to the 26-yard line. A gain of three when they need a two. Tackle made by Troy Wells with the Harbor Beach Pirates. Move the chains for Bad Axe. Yeah, the triple I there for Bad Axe. Almost certainly a run right up the middle, flood the center, try to find a little opening. They give it to the second back, Evan Schenk, and he's able. he's their fullback. That dive option powers right ahead and gets just enough 
for their first first down of the evening. First and 10 from the 25. That's a two-yard gain. Marked ball right on the left hash, right at the 25-yard line. Back to the double-wing offense. Keaton Brown surveys the prairie. Nathan Pulaski behind him, man in motion. And it's a quarterback keeper right up the gut. And Griffin, or excuse me, Keaton Brown's going to get out and upended at the 28-yard line, brought down in tandem by Troy Wells as well as Jace Knoblock. Both linebackers, three-yard gain, second down and seven. Maddox methodically moving the ball forward. Yeah, a little deceptive there. They faked that pitch to the far side. Both backs take off that way, try to sell a fake. We're... Keaton Brown keeps it himself around the other side of the weak side, and uh, the Hard Beach linebackers, not fooled, gets they get three on the play. Shea Woodkey, typically middle linebackers, acting as nose guard tonight for this front line of the Harbor Beach defense. Back to the double wing, second down and seven, man in motion. Griffin Meinhold gets the pitch, and he's trying to get out of the backfield, and there is to stop him, Caden Buchholz, freshman outside linebacker, stops him just after a gain of a yard out to the 29-yard line. Griffin Meinhold went in motion, tried to cut up field, and Harbor Beach was there to stop him. Yeah, he's, he's a pretty great story. They called him up, what, uh, week three, week four? Yeah, um, you could definitely see the freshman in him, right? A little late to the ball, not recognizing things, but a lot of patience. A veteran coaching, coaching staff recognizes. I mean, you look at that kid, you're not picking him out as a freshman. No. Big kid, very athletic, and he has really helped solidify stopping the run game. He's a big part of that. They need him to fill that gap on that side. An excellent job on that play. And a reverse, almost a little, uh, what I'll call a flea flicker version of a double wing, and it's handed off to Evan Shank. The wing back on the right side gets out to the 32-yard line and brought down by Jace Knoblock, outside linebacker. It's a gain of a three on the play out to the 32-yard line, but it's going to set up a fourth down and four, maybe actually a fourth down three and a half, we're saying. Dave Hanson, we're going to see Maddox go for this one or punt it away? Uh, it's too early in the game. I, well, this far deep in your own territory, I think you got to punt it away in, in what is expected to be a close game. you got to trust your defense to make some stops along the way. But back to that last play, definitely called reverse, but it's it's within the formation, right? Yeah. So it's both wingbacks going, going for that reverse, and it, it doesn't really just deceive anybody because it all happens so tight between the Bad X going forward on fourth and three, and Keaton Brown's going to be brought down. He actually fumbled in it back at the 28-yard line. He's streaking to the far sideline. They sent two receivers wide to the right, and Harbor Beach stayed home, and bringing him down was Caden Buchholz, the freshman linebacker, and a turnover on downs, a loss of two on the play, and back to the 30-yard line, and Harbor Beach has a short field to work with. And so they put two receivers out to the right, their favorite two receivers. Uh, you see McPhee out there in Meinhold, and it's a Snap to the quarterback and a designed run around the right side. It completely gets blown up. Caden Buchholz in that area. They take that seal away. I don't like the play call. If you're going to do that, I would rather you give Keaton Brown the option to throw it or run it. Let him decide because in that scenario, uh, the run play was taken away. He easily could have stayed where he was and gave his receiver a chance downfield. Instead, it goes for a loss, and Harbor Beach's offense comes on the field with great field position. Harbor Beach hands things off to Shea Woodkey to start, and he gets back to the original, scrim original line of scrimmage and nothing beyond that. And brought down by Baddox's Drayden Romas as well as Jake McPhee, defensive end and middle linebacker for no gain. Second down and 10. Good start for the Baddox defense. Absolutely, but I, I, I am optimistic about the Harbor Beach offense. They come out in the spread. They run at a handoff from the shotgun formation. This offense is not built to beat teams in the trenches. They are beat to outmaneuver people with finesse and style. So in the in that shotgun formation, you will eventually see Tanton Babcock keep that ball at times and go the other way and read the end. And it looks like Hard Beach is going to go right back to the T now in this formation. In the T formation, quarterback keeper for Tanton Babcock around the left end. He has the first down, has a blocker in front of him. That's Shea Woodkey. And he's finally tackled inside the 10-yard line. Griffin Meinhold chased him down all the way down to the 8-yard line for a 22-yard pickup. 
on a second and ten instead of gets him down to a second first and goal to go from the eight yard line yeah great block on the uh, on the outside by the tackle you see the running back pick off that double team that defensive end and Tanton Babcock does the rest then it's just a race down the sideline he's cut off by the secondary but not until he gets a huge gain and now Harbor Beach in scoring territory here first down uh, inside the 10 for Harbor Beach first and goal from the eight back to the T formation 10 Babcock under center three men backfield handoff to Shea Woodkey right up the gut dragging pink and blue jerseys with him he's on a second effort gets all the way down to about the two yard line looked like he was originally stopped at the five Kept those short legs of Woodkey churning and got down to the two-yard line and brought down by Jake McPhee as well as Keaton Brown. I think Second down, goal to go from the two. I think what you're getting at is that low center of gravity, yes. right? And he's a load to bring down. He runs hard. He may not be the fastest, but he gets low. He runs hard. And you can see there, second and third efforts, getting those extra yards, controlling the football. Second down and goal now from the two. 6-16 remains in the first quarter, 0-0. Bannock's first try results in a turnover and downs at their own 30-yard line. I've reached pick things up from there. Now they're at the two-yard line of Bannock's on just their fourth play of this drive. T formation, Tanton Babcock under center. Hand off to Shea Woodkey again, lowering his shoulder. Gets down, touchdown, Harbor Beach. The Pirates strike first with 5.58 left in the first quarter. Shea Woodkey on a two-yard dive in for the score and tack on six points for the Pirates. It is now 6-0, Harbor Beach leading. The Badax Hatchets. And what you got to do in a close game is take advantage of good scenarios, right? Harbor Beach takes advantage of a, an, a, excuse me, a Badax turnover deep in their own territory. They get a short field to work with when uh, Badax fails on fourth down and three, and they get exactly that. A big run play out of Tant Babcock sets him up in the red zone shortly after, and then a couple powerful runs there by Shea Woodkey. Got to give the offensive line some credit. They uh, have not gotten a ton of credit this year. They look good on this series, and Harbor Beach now up six. We'll line up for the two-point conversion. Trying to make this an eight-point lead. Out of this spread formation, Tan Babcock rolls to his right, breaks out of one tackle, cuts opposite field, and he's still on his feet, and he is in for the two-point conversion miraculously. Diving down, and he broke through about three pink jerseys to get there. It's Harbor Beach leading by eight points, eight-nothing on the W. LW Sports Network with 558 left in the first quarter. Nothing over the Bad Axe Hatches. Jason Olock's kick comes in at the 28-yard line, and it's center fielded by Nathan Pulaski, and goes down on one knee to catch it. And so it'll be first and 10 for the Bad Axe Hatches, and marking them down to the 27-yard line, trailing 8 nothing to the Harbor Beach Pirates. 5:56 left in the first quarter. Bad Axe on their second drive of offense this evening. All right, it was a short kick, a, a little pooch kick. They had no intention of kicking it deep to mine holes in this situation. And uh, you know, Pulaski, I think if he'd have had that back, would have liked to have scooped that up and, and actually returned it a little bit. But like I said, he was down on one knee when he fielded it. Plays dead right there. Better field position in the last series. We'll see if Bad Axe can do a little better. Out of the double wing with uh, McPhee wide left. It's going to be a pitch out to Evan Schenk, the right wing back. And he's brought down from behind, a yard behind the line of scrimmage, brought down by Levi Klaski. Getting some playing time out there for the Harvey Trier. So he's been injured for about the past year with a knee injury, so he's back on the field, second down to Leffitt. Yeah, if, yeah, and if that, I think we're right there, that is Levi Klasky. That, that's a big, that's a big upgrade for this unit. A returning starter, been injured for quite a while, a guy that they really need, and you know what? 
If he can get back to any form before the playoffs, that will help Harbor Beach solidify not only their running game with the offensive tackle job, but seal the, r- the passing game and the running game on defense. Out of the shotgun, they throw it to Jake McPhee. He drags his white jersey defenders with him all the way out to the 34-yard line for an eight-yard pickup. Tackle made by Caden Buchholz as well as Benson Harbor out of the linebacker and secondary there. Nice pickup there. It's third down and three coming up for the Bad Accessions. And I, I like to play call. The run game fails. you, you got to make up some ground. You know you have a, a veteran quarterback that you can trust throwing the football. And why not throw to the biggest guy in the field? Throw it to throw it to Jake McPhee, a curl route. He comes back to the football where only he can get it. And then he's got a little space to kind of bully his way for a couple extra. Now third down is very manageable. Third down and three for the Hatchets. Out of the I formation, quick handoff to Nathan Pulaski. And looks like he's short by a yard. Gets out to the 36-yard line for a two-yard pickup. As an immediate handoff as he's right behind Keaton Brown. Tackle made by Shea Woodkey as well as Jacob Booms for the Bad X or for the Harbor Beach defense. Fourth down and a lone yard to go from their own 36-yard line. Looks like they're going for it. Well, he went for it last time on fourth and three uh, from this almost same spot. So I, almost certainly they'll go for it again. Um, but I, I think this time they're either, they'll either give Keaton Brown an option to throw a run in, or this time they're just going to power it ahead. Preferably, uh, if that's the case, Evan Shanks. This is his territory. Fourth down, a yard to go in the I formation. Nathan Blasky directly behind Keaton Brown, two men behind him. And it's going to be a handoff to Evan Shank, and he's stopped behind the line of scrimmage back into the 35-yard line on a second effort. Gets out to the 36-yard line, but they need to get out to the 37 regardless as Caden Buchholz, the freshman linebacker for the High Reach Pirates, good spot out to the 36-and-a-half-yard line. And... This looks. This appears short by a half a yard to us. No word yet from the officials, and they're going to bring these sticks out to measure this one. Brian Roberts, your referee, calling them out and telling the teams to clear out as they'll bring the sticks out with 3:45 left in the first quarter. Harbor Beach eight, Bad X nothing. Bad X going forward on fourth down for the second time tonight. Their first one resulted in a turnover on downs, and this time it looks like they're going to be about a half a yard short as the sticks come out here with the. Extending out this, the chain still at this moment. And short by and in more than a length of a football. Turnover on downs for the second time tonight for the Bad Axe Hatches going for it. That one was very close, but that front line of the Harbor Beach defense coming alive and blowing up that play immediately upon the snap. Yeah, the, the problem with going with that triple I is you kind of know where they're going to attack, right? Right off the center and the guard just left side or right, and they attack the freshman side. Caden Buchholz, this is, again, the second time he's made him pay. He has taxed the line of scrimmage, attacks his gap, and a very powerful runner in Evan Shank gets stood up. He fights for more, but it's not enough. Definitely short, and here we go again. Bad X defense in a very short field. Got to play some tough defense now. Harbor Beach going to, for a quarterback keeper. Ten Babcock across the 30 and finally brought down to the 27-yard line. Logan Miles bringing him down as well as Evan Shank in accompanying him there. And a nice pickup for Tan Babcock on first play of this drive. Starting in the plus side of the field from the 36. Now they're down to the 29, two seasons, the 27-yard line. Pickup of nine. Yeah, you can see uh, we talked about it before the game started that Tan Babcock is extremely talented. He's super fast. He's great with the football. Um, he can throw it. He can pretty much do whatever they ask him to do. He hasn't had to do it this year. His stats are way down compared to last year. They've taken good care of him. They, they're more concerned after they lost Obley. They're more concerned now with making a playoff run and doing some damage in that district because the league is completely out of hand. 
Pan Babcock showcasing early. Couple carries, 30 yards already in this first quarter. It's a handoff to number eight, Troy Wells, for the High Reach Pirates, and he gets the first down, down to the 25 before he's stopped by Jake McPhee, as well as Jordan Booms. Nose tackle and a senior. And move the chains for the high-reach Pirates now at the Badax 25. It's a little tougher spot for Jake McPhee as he likes to play the middle of the field, attack in the trenches in Harbor Beach. When they run the football, they're going to attack the perimeter, attack the outside, because they have athletes that they want to get out in space. Even in tighter formations, the wing tee, they still like Babcock to keep it and get to the outside. So it's going to be an interesting battle to watch when Babcock keeps the football versus where Jake McPhee is on defense if he can try to help cut him down. It's a handoff out of the tee to court. Caden Buchholz, the freshman. He breaks out of two tackles. Finally brought down by Jake. Actually on a second effort in third effort. Still late whistle there. And finally brought down at the 21-yard line by Griffin Meinhold. Jake McPhee had him, but he somehow pushed out of that, going for the strip instead of going for the tackle. He gets four yards on first down. Now second down and six from the 21. Yeah, but, but McPhee was the third bad X hashing <laughs> on the play. There were two others in the backfield that hit Pukals. We thought for sure it was a loss of one. And showing some that strength and not give up attitude, he powers ahead and turns a, a one-yard loss into a four-yard gain. Very impressive run that looked like a disaster from the beginning. Second down, six a minute, 40 left in the first quarter. Harbor Beach coming out in the spread formation. Two wide to left, one to the right. That's Jacob Booms. On the left side, Jace Knoblock in the slot. Benson Harper wide left. Ring back on either side of 10. Babcock out of the shotgun. Quick pass. Throwing downfield to the far sideline. Brought in by Jace Knoblock. Right at that first down marker. It looks like about a just shy of it. And brought down by Badex's Drayden Roma as defensive end senior for the Hatchets. Very close to the first down marker. No word yet from the officials. Looks like he's about a half yard short. Third down, less than a yard to go. But I like the play call, right? At some point, you have to have your quarterback get in a rhythm, and I like that. Five yards and out, and Babcock hits him on the way out. Throws a little behind. It was a nice catch there by Babcock, and Drayden Romas obviously makes the tackle immediately because the throw is a little behind. Keeps him from getting a first down, but a completion for your quarterback sets up the rhythm. Back to the T formation, and Badax goes into the neutral zone, and that's going to be a free five yards for the Harbor Beach Pirates, as this will be our first flag of the night. Fire to the snap. Approaching defense. So, first down due to the yardage. And now it's first in 10 from the 11-yard line for the high-reach Pirates. That's pretty much the entire defensive line there for the Bad Axe Sanchez jumped on that one. Yeah, and just on third down and one, they're gambling on the, on the snap. Like, they, they want to try to create that loss on the play. And instead, it costs them that, that aggressive nature. They jump early, three, five yards for Harbor Beach, and now they extend this drive. Trying to score another for the second time tonight. From the 11, it's a pitch over to the right side. Jacob Booms breaks out of the first tackle, but he is absolutely throttled at the 14-yard line. That's going to be a three-yard loss. As Jake McPhee, you're not going to get off his, his paws all too easy. And that's going to be a three-yard loss as a shoe is lost as well on the field. Second down, 13 to go. And you see Logan Miles come flying up in there. Jacob Booms has to fight him off, and he loses that momentum. So when he turns up field, he runs into a couple guys that have a ton of momentum, led by McPhee and company, to lay on that big hit. And nothing going there for Harbor Beach. And we've reached the end of the first quarter with an 8-0 lead for the Harbor Beach Pirates. After 12 minutes of play, Harbor Beach 8, Bad Axe nothing on the WLW Sports Network. Come with me now. Come with me now. Why?
Zoe flip the sides of the field. And now it is Hyrule Beach 8, Banax nothing, facing a second down and 13 from the 14 of Banax. Spreading things out, two wide to the left. Benson Harbor, Jason Olak, wide right, Jacob Booms. Tan Babcock in the shotgun has Caden Buchholz, freshman to his left. Shea Woodkey, senior, to his right. Tan Babcock, second year starting quarterback for the Pirates. Surveying the prairie. There's the snap. Staying in the pocket, throwing to the corner of the end zone to Benson Harper. And this one is brought in. Great defense by Griffin Meinhold. They bring it in the catch. And now Harper Beach with their second score of the night with 11.53 left in the first half. And it is Harbor Beach now 14, Bad X nothing, with 11.53 left in the second quarter. You pretty much covered. That was excellent coverage by Griffin Meinhold. But when we talk about Benson Harper before the game, he is a guy that goes up and catches the football at its peak, at its apex. And this is a design play. The throw is going there. If it's one-on-one, -on -one, he's going there. Babcock has no thoughts. He looks right, instantly goes left, and throws it up in the air in the back corner of the end zone. No different than you see on Sundays. And you ask your talented receiver to go up and get it. He goes up over top of Meinhold and hauls it in. A very impressive catch and a touchdown. For going for two, back to pass, and he actually lost his footing before he could even throw that. And his knee is hurting. He immediately fell to the ground there, holding that right at knee. As medical crews run out, this is not a good look for the Harbor Beach Pirates. As Tan Babcock is in pain, holding that right knee. He tried to turn and could, uh, lost all weight and control on that right knee. And not what you want to see. And those are the scariest ones, the non-contact injuries, meaning something something gave out on him when he planted that back foot. Uh, he, he attempted to throw the ball and just pump faked and took it to the ground with him. Again, no contact on the play, but he goes down gripping at that right knee, that plant knee for a quarterback, uh, it's never good. And he's right. He's, he's in a lot of pain. So medical crews working on him. We're going to take a short break right here on the WLW Sports Network. Harbor Beach 14, Bad X nothing on Sports Radio 1021. Dan Babcock, the good news, is walking off under his own power. That appears to be the outside of that right knee. As he, non-contacted, went down as he tried to turn the corner, throwing the pass downfield. He's walking it off on the sideline right now with the medical crews of Harbor Beach there. 11.53 left in the second quarter. 14-0. Harbor Beach leading the Bad Axe Hatches as Jason Oldock ready to kick things off for the Pirates. Right to left for Rusty Radio. Harbor scoring drive, three minutes and 53 seconds, six total plays, two first downs, one for one on third down, Babcock on a 13-yard catch to Benson Harper for the catch, two-point conversion fails. And again, an impressive catch in coverage, uh, he just goes up and gets it where Meinhold is, is in perfect coverage, just isn't able to turn around and make a better play on the ball. Benson Harper does and turns it into a touchdown. It's a muff. They're still on the loose, and it's going to be bounced all the way out to the 32-yard line. Looks like a pink jersey jumped on that one, which would be bad axe out of the 31-32 yard line as that one was muffed back at the 23. Hit forward as people were jumping on it. Looks like Harper Beach is signaling that they might have it. And bad axe ball. 68 on the recovery. Evan McAlvin. Junior for Badax. First and 10 for the Hatchets at their own 32-yard line, 11.47 before the half is over. They trail Harbor Beach 14-0. 
Yeah, so we saw at the break, Tant Babcock walk off under his own power, but significantly limping on that right knee. Um, I'm sure we'll get word on that shortly, but uh, it just worry that he, I'm almost certain he won't play this game. Um, but uh, we, we wish him the best. And now Badex will come on the field down 14 here, still early in the second quarter. It's a pitch to the right side to Griffin Meinhold, who cuts back out and gets out to the 38-yard line, brought down by Caden Buchholz out for a sizable seven-yard gain. Second down and three upcoming for the Hatches at their own 37. Yeah, at that time they attack uh, Buchholz there, the freshman, and he's, uh, he's on his back, his heels a little bit that time. They get into him, he gets pushed back a little bit, and uh, credit the running back there for Badax getting seven full yards on that first down run. Griffin Meinhold on the night. Four carries for 16 yards leads the team. Double wing offense. Pulaski behind Keaton Brown under center in the double wing. Pitch to Griffin Meinhold. Same exact play. Leaps over the scrimmage line of scrimmage. Gets out to the 44-yard line, taking the first down in tow. And out for six yards. Tackle made by Jace Knoblock as well as Troy Wells for the Heart Reach Pirates. First and ten for the Bad Axe Hatchets to their own 44-yard line. Second first down of the night. And that same play again. You see Keaton Brown, the quarterback, turn to his left, pitch it to the left wing back, which is Meinhold, and then spin all the way around uh, counterclockwise and then be the lead fullback. And Levi Klasky tries to fill the gap on defense. That's why he's on the ground trying to fill that hole, and Griffin Meinhold just leaps right over that pile and turns it into a first down. It's a pitch to Griffin Meinhold again, cuts up field, and he's run over the midfield and brought down by Jacob Booms at the 48-yard line. Actually going to say he stepped out of... Now they're going to say all the way out to the 48-yard line as there's a little collision on the sideline there. So good pickup of eight yards for Griffin Meinhold across midfield in high reach territory first time tonight. Yeah, an excellent run on first down, but it's the same play. Three plays in a row, the same exact style. Keaton Brown spins, kicks it out to Meinhold, becomes the lead blocker. But the only difference is this time Meinhold doesn't have that gap up the middle and just extends the play, fouls his blocks around to the sideline there, stays in bounds, which we weren't sure about, and turns it upfield and uses that sideline for an eight-yard game. It's a pitch to Griffin Meinhold. Same play, same result, and he pushes the pile forward as flag flies late from the side judge on the near side. Tackle made by Troy Wells for the high-reach Pirates out to the 42-yard line. And this is going to be on bad action, more, more than likely negate any forward progress there as well as the first down. During the play, holding on the offense, number 12. You even got the number on that one. So that's Evan Schenk, the guilty culprit. Flag is at the 50, or excuse me, the 49-yard line of Harbor Beach. This is going to push them back into their own territory. And this will be second down and about 12, maybe even 13 yards to go from the 41. It'll definitely be 12. Just depends on how far behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, Evan Shank committed that penalty. Uh, it, it looks like about 13 yards to go officially. Evan Shank plays the right wing back in this formation, so he's trying to seal the edge or seal the inside, depending on where Griffin Meinhold's trying to attack. But keep in mind, that was four straight run plays of the exact same. No different, just allowing Keaton Brown to fill the gap, become the fullback, and allow Griffin Meinhold to decide where he's going to go with the football. It's a pitch to Griffin Meinhold, tries to come on outside gap, and he's going to be brought down by Troy Wells and gets out to the 46-yard line, squirts out of that first tackle. And brought down by Jace Knoblock from a second and 13 to now a second and eight, or third and eight, a gain of five. Third down and eight to go for the, for the Bad Axe Hatchets. Our Beach doesn't have an answer. They overflowed on that side, and you see Keaton Brown take out Jax McGlinsky, put him on his backside, and allow that hole to open up. Griffin Meinhold gets an easy five, and if it wasn't for the penalty, Bad Axe would be putting together a nice drive. Now, third down and eight. 
uh, at the own 47-yard line. We've already seen them go for it twice on fourth down and short. So I got to believe if they can get some positive yards here that this is four-down territory for Bad X. Third down, eight to go. Double-wing offense. Pitch to Griffin. Mine holds same play, and this time it's a tackled with authority by Dustin Emmerich, his sophomore, leading the charge after just a yard. Popped him there for a gain of a yard. Fourth down and six upcoming for the Bad Axe Hatchets. As even Dustin Emmerich is a little slow to coming off that tackle. Went to the well one too many times there, boy. <laughs> Five straight plays, exactly the same run play. Attacking that same side of the defense. You see him pitch it out to the right and, and pitch out to the left and come around to the right and, and attack that right side. Harbor Beach finally answers the call there. He's able to make the stop at, on, for fourth down and six. Now Bad X does some personnel changes and more than likely going to punt this one away from their own 48-yard line. They've gone for it on their own 35 Could this, could this be a fake? They have no gunners on the outside. Everyone's tight. Keaton Brown is the man in between the long snapper and the punter, which is Griffin Meinhold. It is indeed a punt, and it is away, and his good stereotypical Griffin Meinhold punt rolls all the way down and comes to rest inside of the 15-yard line. It looks like about the 14 and downed over there. So, Banax punts things away, and Harbor Beach's offense back on the field with a 14-point lead over the Bad Axe Hatchets with 8.03 remaining in the second quarter. Harbor Beach 14, Bad Axe 8. Bad Axe having success with Griffin Meinhold. Eight carries, 36 yards on the night, averaging 4.5 per carry, carrying the ball 53% of the time for the Bad Axe Hatchets. Outside of that, not a whole lot. Yeah, not, not much going on. They found a little success running the football on a special play there, but it, keep in mind, it's 14-0 Harbor Beach leads Bad Axe. They've, they failed on fourth down twice, punted away in this last drive, but at least this time they're going to punt it away and force Harbor Beach to go the length of the field. And very interesting note, freshman Caden Buchholz is the replacement quarterback for Harbor Beach. And it's a handoff, and it's a reverse actually going out to number 10 for the Harbor Beach Pirates, Benson Harper. And he gets out all the way out to the 25-yard line. Tackle made out of bounds by Logan Miles, forcing him out of bounds. And right at that first down marker at the 25, no word yet from the officials. As no one really even knew where the ball was, as Caden Buchholz handed things off, turned to his right, and they're saying move the chains, so a conversion on Benson Harper's feet. First and 10 for the Pirates of the 25. And, and we talked about that before the game started, right? Who can get their playmakers in space? So far, uh, they had a little success. Bad X did getting Griffin Meinhold attacking the outside. They had one pass play to McPhee, but now you see Harbor Beach getting Benson. Harper loose a little bit. He catches a big pass in the last series. He gets the reverse handoff there, and Kane, here's Harper again. And he brings it in from the freshman quarterback from Caden Buchholz out to the 40, down to the Bad X 30-yard line, still streaking down the field, and he finally tracks him down at the 16-yard line, Griffin Meinhold. Brings him in, and that's play started at the 25-yard line, and now they are at the Banax 15-yard line. A huge reception from the freshman quarterback to the freshman wide receiver. Move the chains for the Pirates. Oh, I tell you what, there's some fan, there's some Harbor Beach fans out there that are thrilled to see that because that is the future of your football team right there. Freshman quarterback on his third play at the helm. They call play action to throw it deep to the other true freshman, and he's wide open and. Caden Buchholz does not miss him, hits him in stride, and if Griffin Meinhold doesn't chase him down, uh, that goes for a huge touchdown, but nonetheless, a huge gain for Harbor Beach. It's a quarterback keeper from Caden Buchholz, cuts off field, and he's going to be blown up after about a two-yard gain. 
as Jake McPhee brings him down after a two-yard gain. Before that play was going to begin, I was going to say, if you're looking for a comparison of what Caden Buchholz looks like, it looks like Jake McPhee's younger brother. He does. A little bit smaller, uh, but that type of guy, right? He's got the, he's got the great hair flowing out the back, right? So <laughs> That's uh, the key see, to a football player. Obviously, that is the key to being great. But uh, Caden Buchholz, uh, Buchholz there, there and asked him to run the ball. They're going to ask him to run this offense no different than if Tan Babcock was here. That's why they called him up. They, want, they needed some help on the defensive side, and if anything happened, he's their quarterback of the future and showing off a little bit of what he can do already. Out of the tee, handoff to number eight, that's uh, be Troy Wells, and he's on a second effort. Forward progress going to mark him down at the nine-yard line, but then Jake McPhee tackles him about five yards back. They're going to say forward progress stopped him at the nine-yard line for a four-yard gain. Third down, four yards to go for the Harbor Beach Pirates. That nice run there by Troy Wells, and, and that's going to keep things open. That, that threat of passing the ball now has bad axe thinking. They thought they could creep up in line and take the running game away. Caden Buchholz proved that he can already throw the football, so now Badax with a half step back. That allows them to run the tee and run Troy Wells right up the middle for a nice gain on second down. Under center, Caden Buchholz, freshman quarterback, second string quarterback, hands it off to Jacob Booms. He lowers the shoulder and he has the first down. Looks like he's going to mark down at the five yard line. Brought down by Evan Shank on the Badax defense. Very close to that first down marker. The Bar near side judge is saying fourth down. So you're actually going to mark him down on this side of the five, closer to the six-yard line. So they're saying fourth down. And it's at the five-and-a-half-yard line for the Pirates. Five for 30 and counting here in the second quarter. Harbor Reach 14, Bad X nothing. As we have a timeout called by the officials for an official measurement here. And so Troy Schelke and the Pirates will regroup. The Bad Axe Hatchets will regroup as well with fourth and perhaps less than a yard to go. I think this was short by about a length of a football. Yeah, it was hard to tell because it was a, a big pile of bodies right around that first down marker. So uh, we felt it was really close, couldn't tell. No doubt about it here. They're going to measure it. I think from where the ball is put, it is going to be short, but it's, it's fourth down and go territory for Harbor Beach anyways. Short by a length of a football indeed. Fourth in less than a yard to go for the Pirates. 5.27 left in the second. Harbor Reach 14, Bad X nothing. Dan Babcock, starting quarterback for the Pirates, currently on the sideline trying to walk, uh, walk off that injury. That could potentially be an ACL, could be an MCL, not quite sure. Now we have a timeout called by the Pirates with 5.27 left in this first half. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. 14 nothing. Harbor Reach leading but facing a fourth in a yard to go. Meanwhile, back on the ranch, Harborich goes for it. And Caden Buchholz's quarterback keeper gets out for about a yard, down to the five-yard line. So move the chains, conversion on fourth down. And now it's a first in goal to go for the Pirates from the Bad X-5. This drive started at the Pirate 14-yard line. And now first in goal. An interesting note, when you put a big body like Caden Buchholz in the backfield. You can call quarterbacks. He's big, physical, could play fullback for this team. He has. And then you just ask him to fall forward. He gets that one yard. And now back under center, he goes. Shea Woodkey gets the handoff, and he never had a handle on it. And he jumped right back on it, pretty much at the original line of scrimmage. So no harm, no foul, amazingly, for the Pirates there. Everything seems to be, for the most part, going in their favor so far tonight. Second down, goal to go, still from the five. 
Yeah, and you're going to see some differences now. The timing's going to be a little bit off. They're going to battle that. I didn't think the handoff was bad. I just no. think Shea Woodkey was looking forward instead of taking care of the football there. He's fortunate when that ball looked like it hit his knee when he was running. It bounced out in front of him. He's able to dive on it and save this possession with 4.20 left to go in the first half. Bad Axe trailing 14 to nothing. Harbor Beach knocking on the door for the third time. Three men backfield with Caden Buchholz at under center. The T formation for the Harbor Beach Pirates. Second and goal to go from the five. There's the snap. Quarterback keeper around the left side. He has a lead blocker. Tries to cut out of that one. He's actually tripped down in the backfield. Back Griffin Meinhold chews up Caden Buchholz for a six-yard loss back out to the 11-yard line. Tried to find the corner. Couldn't, and Griffin Meinhold shut the door on him. Yeah, that's just a loss of one there. I was just outside the oh, five-yard line. Yes. I'm, looking at the, I'm looking at the wrong yard line here. That, that's right. Yeah, it's just a short loss of there one. Maybe none at all there. Well, here, I'm trying to give Griffin Meinhold some credit. Yes, Come it was on. still a very good tackle out in open space. Caden Buchholz had the corner, and he I thought he stiff-armed him low to the ground. was going to go right by him, but Griffin Meinhold's able to trip up him at the legs, take him down, no gain on the play. So third down, five to go for the Harbor Beach Pirates. Goal to go from the five. And looks like Troy Schelke is going to be calling another timeout here. As with the play clock going down under 10. Trying to go down 5, 4, 3. And there's the timeout with 3 minutes and 10 seconds left in the second quarter. So Troy Schelke and the Pirates call their second timeout of the second half, or second quarter. Dave Hanson, what are we going to see here for the Pirates? Anything's available here for Harbage Pirates. They could, they could run this ball, no problem. It's four down territory for them. But uh, you you're seeing Coach Schelke call timeouts here to make sure that his freshman quarterback is in good communication with the rest of the team. If this was Tan Babcock, he wouldn't have called any of these timeouts. He'd have ran his offense the way he'd like to, but you got to take it a little more carefully now with your freshman quarterback. You want to make sure that the play is called in correctly. Everybody understands they're on the same page. So uh, anything is available here for Coach Schelke and company on offense. We've already seen he has no fear in letting him throw the football. And uh, he certainly has even gone to the extreme of called his number a couple times running the ball. But regardless of them, if they don't score here, they're not going to be upset. They, they want to cut this in half, get it inside the two, and then allow this clock to keep running down and draining that opportunity for Badax to get a late score in this half. Third down, goal to go from the five. Troy Schelke and the Pirates call their second time out of this half. 14-0, Harbor Beach leading Badax. Badax's first two drives resulted in turnover and downs. Their third one results in a punt, which pinned Harbor Beach back at their own 14-yard line. Now they are at the Badax 5, and they come out in the spread formation. Jacob Booms wide left, Chase Knoblock, and Benson Harper wide right. Shea Woodkey and Jacob, excuse me, not number eight, Troy Wells on either side of the freshman quarterback. Back to pass, third and goal to go from the five. Rolling to his right, now he's going to keep it for himself. Well, he's at the five down, and he dives in. Touchdown, Caden Buchholz, the freshman, jukes him out his defender, out of his shoes, and into the end zone for the six points. Impressive play there from the freshman. Harbor Beach now with 20 points. Bad X zero with 3.02 remaining in the first half. Impressively here from the second string quarterback. No question about it, but most importantly is he's got to trust his reads. It was a slow developing play where the two running receivers on the right side cross. You try to create chaos, and when it came out, Benson Harper plants his foot, heads to the sideline, is wide open. As as he gets more reps, Caden Buchholz makes, Buchholz makes that throw for a touchdown. He didn't trust it, didn't 
read it right away, but when the pressure came, one pump fake, the defender leaves his feet, and Buchholz runs right by him for a score. And on the two-point conversion, quarterback keeper dragging defenders with him, breaks out of two tackles, dives to the end zone, and you're going to say no, he stopped at the one-yard line. Good defense there from the Bad Axe Hatchets. 3.02 remains in the first half. It is Harbor Beach 20, Bad Axe nothing, with 53 Noah Brown on the tackle. 20 nothing, Harbor Beach leading. Hover Beach caps off a nine play, 86 yard drive, taking five minutes and one second off the clock, results in a Buchholz five yard quarterback keep in for the score. And now it's 20-0 after a failed two-point conversion. Harbor Beach leading by three possessions over the Bad Axe Hatchets. As Jace Canolock's kick, deepest of the night for him, bounces at the 19 and brought in by Griffin Meinhold at the 16. Running to the near sideline, breaks out of one tackle, and he's going to be brought down at the 25-yard line, leading the charge for the Harbor Beach special teams is number 17, Rogan Messing, freshman for the Harbor Beach Pirates. It is freshman debut appreciation night here apparently for the Pirates tonight. 2.56 left in the second quarter. Bannock's back in offense, trailing by 20 points, 20-0. Just reinforcing the fact that it, uh, it's a pretty bright future for those guys, getting a lot of playing time and showing up at some big moments. Like, so we've seen Benson Harper catch a touchdown. We've already seen Caden Buchholz run in a touchdown. Uh, both true freshmen for Harbor Beach. It's a, it's a pretty good feeling for uh, the away team here, seeing these young kids shine in a big moment. Jacob Booms is now the free safety for the Pirates, replacing Tim Babcock, who went with a knee injury. Receiver wide each way. Out of the shotgun, Keaton Brown is, uh, goes for the quarterback keeper. He tries to, he runs in the back of his own line, and he's brought up, pushed all the way out to the 26-yard line. And leading the way for the Bad Axe, or Harbor Beach defense would be Colin Roganbuck, defensive tackle, 6'1", 225-pound senior. A gain of a yard, second down, nine to go from the 26. You also see that in the spread offense for Bad Axe, you see Shea Woodkey slide back into that middle linebacker position as well. But none of them fooled, but a heck of a job by Colin Roganbuck to stuff that Out of the shotgun. Run. Lone backfield for Keaton Brown, throws it into the flats to Evan Shank. He has it in the 29, basically a screen pass, and he runs out of bounds at the 38-39 yard line. Forced out of bounds, nearest defender was Jason Oblock for the Outreach Pirates. Going to mark him out at the 40. So 14-yard pickup from Keaton Brown to Evan Shank, the senior to the senior, moves the chains for the Bad Axe Hatchets. Yeah, but I like that play. There's, route, there's different routes all over the place. The, the pocket collapses, and leave it to that senior quarterback to find Evan Shank just Leaks out of the backfield and sits on the sideline. He runs no route. He's just there in case of a dump off, and it turns into a nice game. Back to the double wing, and Keaton Brown's in trouble. Breaks out of one tackle, throw, looking downfield, throws it downfield, and this one is going to be thrown out of bounds at the 35 of Harbor Beach. Pass was intended for both Jake McPhee and Griffin Meinold, both in that same area, as Keaton Brown rolled to his left, turned, rolled to his right, and there was white jerseys all over him. Had to let that one fly early. Yeah, but we've seen him before. He he looks like he is dead in the water, about to be sacked. He wrote, reverses field two different times to keep that play alive. He eventually just throws that one away. Jake McPhee did turn his route and run deep, throw his hand up, but there was deep coverage here. Jace uh, Canoblock had deep coverage. Benson Harper had the underneath coverage. That wasn't going anywhere. It's a good decision to throw that ball away. Out of the shotgun again. Keaton Brown rolling to his right, looking downfield, and now lets us fly to Jake McPhee, and this 
one is brought into the 20, and Jake McPhee runs out of bounds at the 16-yard line. Jacob Booms was a step behind, and they say they're going to mark him down at the 20-yard line. A nice catch from Keith Brown to the hands of Jake McPhee from the 40 in their own territory, down to the Harbor Beach 20-yard line, a 40-yard pickup. Yeah, i got to be careful. I'm scanning the field, and Evan Shank is standing in the middle of the field about 10 yards off the line of scrimmage, jumping up and down wide open, completely forgotten about. And at the same time, Jake McPhee gets behind the defense, that's going to be on Jacob Booms. You're playing deep safety. You cannot let any receiver, let alone their best receiver, get behind you. And Keaton Brown doesn't miss him. Hits him down the sideline. A perfect throw and a really good catch, keeping his feet in bounds. Turns into a big play for Bad X. Back to the double wing is a pitch to Griffin Meinhold. Cuts in that same gap he's been running through all night. Spinning now, tackles, and finally brought down at about the 15-yard line before four progress is stopped. After a five-yard pickup, Caden Buchholz as well as Jace Knoblock on the stop, both outside linebackers, as well as Dustin Emmerich on the stop. Second down, five to go from the Harbor 15-yard line. Badex knocking on the door. And that play has worked really well, except the one time they needed it on third down. But, uh, yeah, it's that same flip to their left, and then they swing it all the way around to the near side of the field and let Keaton Brown be the lead fullback. He picks up a block, and Meinhold gets him five on first down. Back to pass. Keaton Brown throws it into the flats and is caught at the 11-yard line, brought to, and finally tackled out to the, about the 8-yard line. There's a pink jersey down there somewhere there. That is Drayden Romas on the bottom of that pile at the 9-yard line. A pickup of six and enough to move the chains. First and goal to go for the Bad Axe Hatchets. You see Bad Axe really, these receivers just settling down in the open spot, right? They're, they're not extending their routes, overrunning them, running themselves out of a play. They find a soft spot. They just turn and show their jersey to the quarterback. Keaton Brown throws it right on the Murray, and it's a Drayden Romas first down. Play action pass throwing to Jake McPhee, and this one is overthrown as Jason Knoblock was in coverage as he was going basically on a slant route out of the two-yard line over his head and incomplete Stops the clock with 50 seconds left in the second quarter here. Harbor Beach 20, Bad X nothing, but Bad X knocking on the door. Second down, goal to go. And this is a must-have must, must have touchdown for Bad X Absolutely. if they want to get back in this game. Tan Babcock out of the game for Harbor Beach. It hurts him at quarterback. Caden Buchholz has done a nice job filling in so far, but you can see it hurting in the back end of the defense. He is kind of their deep safety center fielder, so to speak, and they've gotten burned on this series since. But uh, that design play there, everybody goes to the right, and you see Jake McPhee go to the left in a really fun-to-watch one-on-one battle with Jace Knoblock in coverage. Knoblock wins that time. Second down from the eight-yard line, rolling to his right, throwing, looking downfield to throw, and this one's into the back of the end zone through the hands of, a, of Jake McPhee and falls incomplete. So it's now third down and goal to go from the eight as they have the pass out there with 46 seconds left in the second quarter. Yeah, that, that's a ball that I think Jake McPhee usually catches, yes. but it was a little bit outstretched out of, out of his outstretch, one. and it was definitely had too much horsepower on it. It was a little bit softer. I, I think it's a little easier to handle, but he definitely had a step on Jacob Booms there in the back of the end zone. An opportunity missed for the Hatchets. It's a timeout called by the Bad X Hatchets with 46.1 seconds left. In the second quarter, Badax with trying to score for the first time tonight, Harbor Beach with 20 points. So it's 20-0 Pirates. But the Badax Hatches started this drive about two, in 20, two minutes and 20 seconds ago at their own 25-yard line, three first downs in tow, and now facing a third down goal to go from the eight-yard line. Starting to see their offense on all cylinders here marching down the field and certainly taking advantage of Tan Babcock not playing free safety. Well, like I said, we, we've seen Bad Axe have some of their best success passing the football. I know, you don't, I know you don't want to be an all-out passing attack, you know, max school affair here, but 
when they need to, this two-minute drill that they run has been one of their best assets, and they should almost run this a little more often. You see him just drop back, let Keaton Brown almost run for his life at times, but they, if they have dump-off receivers, you have guys in the middle, and you have guys at the next level, him buying time creates havoc on the defensive secondary, and they took advantage of it with this short amount of time left. A big throw to Jake McPhee, a couple dump-offs to Shank, and Drayden Romans turn him into first downs. Here we are, third down from and five from the six-yard line, the still four, excuse me, from the eight, still 46 seconds to go. Plenty of time, time out in their pocket yet. There's a lot of time here for Bad X. Out of the shotgun, Keaton Brown has Nathan Pulaski to his right. Now he lines up behind him. Actually goes to his left hip. Jake McField, Jake McFeed tight end to the right. Evan Shank, man in motion to the left. Rolling to his left, Keaton Brown looking to pass, has to get out one tackle. Throws to the near sideline, Griffin Meinhold is caught, and he forces him out of bounds and actually leaps leaps for the pylon. They're going to say he went out of bounds at the one, maybe two-yard line. And so it's a caught pass by Griffin Meinhold. Stops the clock with 37 seconds left. Now it's fourth and goal to go from the two-yard line for the Bad X Hatchets. Pretty good defensive play there by Caden Bukals to push him out of bounds. And I think that's a pretty favorable call for Badax because as he leaps for that end zone, he loses the football right about the same time he hits the pylon. So if he's not ruled out, it easily could have been considered a fumble out of the back of the end zone. I like the effort. It's going to come up just short. Now it's fourth down and short to go in goal for Badax. Must have for them. And we have a timeout called by the Bad Axe Hatches with 37 seconds left here in the second quarter. They'll be facing a fourth down goal to go from the two-yard line. Badax already has two turnovers on downs tonight. Badax already have both teams with one remaining timeout here in the final 37 seconds of this first half. Harbor Beach 20, Badax nothing. The chess match continues here in the second quarter. First quarter went in favor of the Harbor Beach Pirates. They were leading 8 nothing and scored just 7 seconds into the second quarter, make it 14 nothing. And then Tanton Babcock went down with an injury on that next drive, which results in a score from backup quarterback Caden Bukal's freshman. On a five-yard score, two-point conversion failed. It was 20-0. Bad X now responding. They started their own 25. They're now at the Harbor Beach 2. Yeah, to be more specific, he got hurt on the two-point conversion, yes, right? right? It was a, He had already threw the touchdown, and he was going to attempt to throw or run for a two-point conversion, and that's when the knee gave out on him. So uh, hopefully he's okay. We've seen him kind of pacing up and down the sideline, trying to keep it loose, keep it warm. But uh, like I said, I don't think there's any chance he no. comes back in this game and just hope that he's not injured seriously long-term. In the double wing, Keaton Brown under center. Now we have a timeout called by the Harbor Reach Pirates with 37 seconds left. As the Pirates wanted to take a look at what Badax was setting up, and they call their third and final timeout of this second quarter. So we saw Badax come out in the double wing. Nice high and tight system there with Keaton, uh, Nathan Blasky in the backfield. Double wings with Griffin Meinhold and Evan Schenk on either side. Keaton Brown under center. What do you think exactly was going to be the exact same play that Griffin Meinhold's been running all night? That, that's that's what they're setting up for. Whether they execute that or they work off of that, I'm not sure. For me, I have a hard time taking the ball out of Keaton Brown's hand. He's already driven you all the way down the field with a limited amount of time. I think I'd like to give him options to get me that touchdown, whether it's a rollout, get him moving, he throws the ball well on the run, and if he sees an opening, encourage him to take it. That's the route that I would like to see him take, but if they're going to line up in the double wing, Got to believe that he's going to hand that ball off to Griffin Meinhold and hope they get that block to set him free. Hover Reach with 147 yards of offense on 19 plays. Badax with 25 plays for 124 yards, averaging 5 yards per play. Hover Reach 7.7. 7. 
The Pirates led by Tanton Babcock on the running game. Two carries for 31 yards. Caden Buchholz, five carries for 12 yards and a score. Griffin Meinhold leading the way for the Badax Hatchets. Nine carries for 41 yards. Then Evan Shank, four carries for six yards. Keaton Brown through with five of eight and passing for 73 yards. Sticking to the same formation. Keaton Brown under center. Nathan Blaski directly behind him, surveying the prairie. Under center, there's a snap, and it's a handoff to Griffin Meinhold. He's into the end zone. Touchdown, Badax. Griffin Meinhold sticks with the successful play they've ran all night, and the Badax hatches are on the board for the first time tonight. It's now Harbor Beach 20, Badax 6 with 33 seconds before the half is over. That was just power, power football right there. We, we talked about it. We thought Badax had the advantage in the trenches, but little did we know the addition of Levi Kalaski has kind of made that a little more of an even battle. But on this series, on this play, fourth down and two, a must-have scenario for the Hatchets. They punch it in with straight physical run, and Griffin Meinhold follows those blockers into the end zone right behind between the guard and the tackle on the right side. The space they've attacked all quarter, it works out for their first touchdown of the night. Going for one, the PAT from Griffin Meinhold looks like it's through the upright. Yes, it is. It is now 20-7, to 7, a 13-point ball game in favor of the Harbor Beach Pirates. And the Bad X Hatchets take it down the entire length of the field and put it in for their first score of the night. It is 20-7. to 7. Harbor Beach on top over Bad X with just 33 seconds left in this first half on the WLW Sports Network. Thirty-three seconds remain in the first half, and Badex gets on the board for the first time. Ten plays, seventy-five yards, two minutes and twenty-nine seconds off the clock. Capped off with a Griffin Meinhold two-yard dive into the end zone on fourth down, and goal to go from the two. PAT from Meinhold is good, and now it is a thirteen-point ball game. Game certainly looks a lot different now. Harbor Beach twenty, Badex seven, kicking things off. Badex very well may be going for the onside kick here. They're still in the huddle, waiting for. Harbor Beach to kind of get into position. As Harbor Beach won the toss, he elected to defer to the second half. So Harbor Beach will be getting the ball to start the second half. Or I should say, Badax will be kicking off to the Pirates in the second half. So, Badax certainly trying to take advantage here. They line things up. Griffin Meinholz counting his players on special teams. And they're just going to kick this one deep. Griffin Meinhold, heck of a foot there. One of the best kickers in the entire career of the conference. Brought in by Jacob Booms at the 8, and he's still on his feet. Breaks out of two tackles and finally brought down at about the 28-yard line. Brought down by Jake McVee on special teams with 27 seconds left on ends the second quarter. Have a reach. First and 10 from their own 28-yard line. Right to left across your radio, leading by 13 points, 20-7. to 7. That was a, a nice momentum builder for Badax going into the half, right? They, they can look at it. Harbor Beach lost their quarterback, and they lost their Probably their best defensive back, uh, second only maybe to Jace Canoblock. Uh, there's some advantages now that Bad X can take. Yes, they're down two scores, but that one was a must-have. They found success passing through the air. Keaton Brown, Jake McPhee, finding three different receivers on that last series, four different receivers in the last series. I think they found a little remedy to get back in this game if their defense can come up with a stop. Out of the tee, Caden Bukals hands it off to Troy Wells, and he's brought down by Evan McAlpin after about a three, maybe four-yard gain out to the 32-yard line. A four-yard gain. Harbor Beach in absolutely no hurry here. And looks like they're just going to let the play clock run down to zeros, and we've reached halftime. Harbor Beach leading the Bad Axe Hatches 20-7 after two quarters of play. It's a 13-point ball game. Harbor Beach 20, Bad Axe 7 on the W. LW Sports Network.
halftime in Bad Axe, it is Harbor Reach 20. Bad Axe 7, but Bad Axe scores just before the half is over with 33 seconds remaining to make this an interesting ball game after two quarters of play. But right now, we listen in as the Bad Axe marching band is on the field for their halftime performance, just coming off of a uh, actually technically winning the marching band festival hosted by the Lakers this past week in Laker country. And we've, frankly, I've heard the Bad X marching band practice uh, throughout the entire uh, season. It's going for my walks in the evenings. We get to hear them practicing. It's been impressive to hear the entire uh, band progress into the season here now into the eighth week of the regular season. As they'll be performing their halftime performance here. So we listen in to PA announcer Gerald Prill and all the festivities here from Bad X, Michigan.
up and get going. You lose your patience and just yell, shut up and dance with me. This title was inspired by actual events in, of all places, the dance club. Seniors, thank you again for all your great years and memories. Mr. Smith will miss all of you. So enjoy your last show. Drum majors Alexis Kane and Peter Castle, let's hear it. You've been listening to the halftime performance of the Bad Axe Marching Band on the WLW Sports Now. We'll return in just one minute with your halftime report and scoring plays and everything in between. Right here on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network, Harbor Beach 20, Bad Axe 7. Halftime and the Pirates lead by 13 points with the Bad Axe surging at the very late moments of that first half. 20 to 7, Harbor Beach leading Bad Axe. Dave Hansen, how much tells us we have the score play <laughs> score at halftime? Well, we have just one score in the first quarter. It came with 550 left on the clock. It was a Shea Woodkey two-yard touchdown run. The two-point conversion by Babcock was good. And at the end of the first quarter, Harbor Beach would lead Bad Axe 8 to nothing. In the second quarter, 
Tanton Babcock would hit Benson Harper on a 14-yard touchdown throw and catch. The two-point pass would fail. And then late in the half, you see Buchholz score again. Kate Buchholz score on a five-yard touchdown run. That two-point run would fail. Harbor Beach extending its lead 20 to nothing. And with 39 seconds left in the first half, Beinhold punches it in on fourth and goal from the two-yard line. He connects on the extra point, and that would be your halftime score. Harbor Beach still leading 20. The bad axe is seven. The Harbor Beach Pirates with 151 yards on 20 plays, averaging 7.6 yards per play. Bad Axe with 125 yards on 26 plays, averaging 4.8. Bad Axe on the ground, 18 carries for 52 yards and a score through the air. Five of eight passing from Keaton Brown for 73 yards. Harbor Beach, 17 carries, 72 yards and two rushing touchdowns, averaging 4.2 per carry. Bad Axe at 2.9 through the air, three for three passing combined between Caden Buchholz and Tanton Babcock for 79 yards and one touchdown. Leading the way, Tanton Babcock out with an injury, two carries, 31 yards. Caden Buchholz, backup quarterback, five carries, 12 yards and a score. Benson Harper, one carry for 11 yards. Troy Wells, three carries, 10 yards. And Shea Woodkey, four carries for eight yards. Griffin Meinhold leading the way for the Bad Axe Hatches. 10 carries, 42 yards in the score. Evan Schenk, four carries for six yards. Nathan Oblowski, one carry for two yards. And Keaton Brown, three carries for two yards. Griffin Meinhold carrying the ball 56% of the time for the Hatchets. No running back for the Pirates has more than 29%. Keaton Brown, five of eight for passing through for 73 yards. Going in with Jake McPhee with two receptions for 48 yards. Evan Schenk, one for 14. Drayden Romas brought in one for seven. And Griffin Meinhold for four. Caden Buchholz, one for one for 60 yards in the hands of Benson Harper, who has two receptions of the night for 74 yards and a score. Jace Knoblock brought in the other reception for five yards. Tan Babcock, two for two for 19 yards and a touchdown through the air. Tan Babcock actually went down with an injury, un, a non-contact injury on the two-point conversion on the second score with 11.53 left in the second quarter. So Dave Hanson, what we're seeing here, Harbor Beach had two very short fields to work with because of turnover on downs for the Bad Axe Hatchets in their own territory. They took advantage, scored on both of those drives. So that's why you're seeing less or fairly similar yardage from both teams. Bad Axe running in six more plays than Harbor Beach with 20, 26 to 20. Yeah, it's kind of like time of possession, right? That's, A little bit. The number gets skewed very because skewed. Uh, Bad Axe on the aggressive, right? Their own 35-yard line, fourth down and a long three. They go for it, don't get it. Harbor Beach takes the ball a few plays later and scores. Next possession, the exact same thing, almost in the same area. Fourth down and one, they go for it and don't get it. Harbor Beach takes over, short field, scores again. So the story of the game has been Bad Axe being over-aggressive in the first quarter, in their own territory, not completing it on fourth down, allowing Harbor Beach's offense to have short field. They punch in two early scores to take a quick lead. And the other story is Tanton Babcock. He goes for the, he throws a beautiful pass in the end zone. Benson Harper goes up and gets it in tight coverage for a touchdown. And the ensuing play is the two-point conversion pass where he plants to throw it and just goes to the ground. The ball doesn't even come out of his hands. He just collapses to the ground. That right knee gives out. Um, uh, again, we don't have an update there. We know it's that knee, le lower leg area. It did not look good. Anytime it's non-contact, usually something gives out that you don't want to give out, hoping that that's not the case here. But in replacement, freshman Caden Buchholz has stepped in, has done a fantastic job. He's run a short touchdown in completed a 60-yard pass. Where I worry for Harbor Beach and where I think Bad X can attack is that secondary where Tanton Babcock leaves in the deep secondary. Griffin Meinhold's kick is brought in by Jacob Booms. He gets all the way out to the 34-yard line before he's before he is upended. 
Second and first down, 10 yards to go from the 34. Big series here for both teams. Again, you're going to see freshman Caden Buchholz take the, take the reins here, and we'll see him see if he can continue to hold this lead for Harbor Beach on the other side. Bad X needs to come up with a stop. They got momentum going to the half. They got a late score. Their defense could come up with a stop and turn it into points. We got ourselves a brand-new ball game with a wounded Harbor Beach team. First and 10 for the Harbor Beach Pirates. And it is a handoff right up the gut to number five. Shea Woodkey gets out for two yards or maybe three yards brought down by Jake McPhee on the stop. Three-yard gain, second down and seven from the 37. Harbor Beach coming out in the tee. Caden Buchholz under center. You see your running backs. You see Harper, Booms, and uh, Shea Woodkey in the backfield. See Booms come through first. Woodkey come through second. Follow him through that hole. He picks up. Helps double-team the defensive tackle, but that leaves Jake McPhee a clear shot at the running back and a short gain for Harbor Beach on first down. Second down, seven to go, and it's a back-to-pass rolling to his right. Caden Buchholz now has to evade a tackler, and he's going to keep this for himself, and he gets back into the original line of scrimmage, a play ago. It's going to be a loss of three on the play, brought down by Evan Schenk on the defensive end for the Bad Axe Hatchets. And third down, 10 to go for the Harbor Beach Pirates. Not the start they're looking for. No, but I, I like the trust in your freshman to run play action, and he has done a very good job with the ball. He rolls out to his right. He makes a defender miss, but Bedex has great coverage down the field. They have two guys taking away Jace Kinoblock on the deep ball. They have a guy underneath taking away Jacob Booms for the short pass, and that's the only two routes run. So it's up to Caden Buchholz then. He does not force it into coverage. He just runs to the sideline. He does take a loss of a couple on the play, but maintains possession for Harbor Beach. But that's a big win for the Bad X defense. Third down and 10. Coming out in the spread formation, Buchholz back to pass, staying in the pocket, throwing downfield, and goes into double coverage. This one's going to be underthrown and nearly brought in by Benson Harper at the 30-yard line of Bad Axe. Double coverage there as they knew where that one was going. Falls incomplete, fourth down 10 for the 34 of their own territory. More likely bring the punt team out here. Well, like I said, they've been burned by Benson Harper twice in this game, so they definitely have double coverage over there. But once in a while, I'd like to see them split Canoblock and Harper up. When they're both on the same side of the field, it's easier to double-team both of them in the same play. But it's Caden Buchholz drops back. It's looking left, then right, and fires it downfield. It doesn't care if he's double-covered or not. He's going to his freshman counterpart there in, in, in Benson Harper, and a good job by Keaton Brown to knock it down. Not worry about the interception. Knock it down and force a punt by Harbor Beach. And the freshman quarterback does it all tonight. He punts this one out of an extended shotgun and Brits brought down by Benson Harper at the 28-yard line. So Harbor Beach starts out with a three-in-out punt to start this second half. All momentum on the side of the Bad Axe Hatchets right now with 10.08 remaining in the third quarter. Bad Axe's offense back on the field. Yeah, Bad Axe got what they needed, what they didn't really get in the first half, and it's a stop. And on top of that, it's a three and out, uh, and a, a really good punt by the freshman out of that shotgun formation, which Harbor Beach has really made famous for themselves because you have to acknowledge the fact that they will go for it at any given time. And uh, Bad Axe, again, comes up with a big-time stop. Now the offense has to do their job and make this a one-score game. From their own 29-yard line, left right across your radio in the double wing. Man in motion as Griffin Meinhold gets the pitch. Tries to cut up field, and he's being brought down in the backfield as the white jerseys led by number 65, Jax McGlincy, sophomore defensive end, 6'2", 205-pounder. Brings him down for a loss of a yard back at the 29. They're going to say no gain in the play, actually. Second down and 10. 
Griffin Meinholds yeah, ran that play probably ten times tonight. Do you think it was discussed in the locker room I at halftime? So. It sure looked like it. And Jax McGlinsky, that's his side of the field, gets off that block, gets to the outside, takes it away. And when he forces Meinhold to go up the middle, he does not let him have that gap. And he throws him backwards. A very generous spot. Uh, they're saying no gain. I certainly thought it was a loss on the play. But nonetheless, Harbor Beach takes away Bad Axe's best running asset on that series. Second down and long for Bad X. Man in motion. It's going to be a handoff right up the middle to Nathan Pulaski and Harbor Beach sniffs that one out as well. Number 58, Levi Klasner. Levi Klasky switched numbers at halftime. Brings him down. They're going to say this is a tackle for a loss for a yard as he jumped out and grabbed Pulaski immediately. Third down and 11. Very impressive. You saw two of the best running attacks that the double wing offers out of back at Bad X there. You see him attack the outside with Griffin Meinhold to the one side. It doesn't work. It worked all first half. Did not work there. They counter off of it and send the running back the other way, and it's completely stuffed. Great job up front by the front four on that defense of Harbor Beach. We've been critical of them in prior games. They're standing tall here, and a third down and very long in the shotgun formation comes Maddox. Man in motion, rolling to his right. Keaton Brown looking to pass. He's going to have to evade a couple tacklers, throws this one downfield, and it's intercepted by Caden Bukholz at the 30-yard line. Here comes Harbor Beach. Bukholz still on his feet and finally brought down to the 20-yard line. Brought down by number 56 for the Bad Axe defense. Cal Isinger chases down Caden Bukholz as this one, Bukholz was camping out in the weeds and jumped out and grabbed that one. Second turnover in favor. Well, it's really a true turnover that time and brought in by the High Reach defense. First and 10 short field from the 20-yard 20, from the 20 yard line. Yeah, that, that's that's a bad decision by a senior quarterback. You're, that is a design rollout to the right, and his offensive tackle is unable to seal the outside, so he's got to outrun the defensive end. And he gets to the sideline. He can feel the, the sideline come, and he's got to throw it. He had an, a, a Griffin mine hold down the sideline. I thought that's where he was going, but he decided to throw it back to the middle of the field, and Caden Buchholz is, Buchholz is not a small man. He throws it right into his chest. It's an easy interception for Harbor Beach, and they take over with short field. And they hand it off to Shea Woodkey on his third option. He rumbles all the way down to the 11-yard line brought down by Griffin Meinhold after a nine-yard gain as Shea Woodkey nearly broke that one out for more. He certainly did. Rack to the wing tee. You see Kate Bukholz pick that pass off. They go right under center, run that tee, and Shea Woodkey in the middle there takes it off, bounces off the left side, and has some running room. And if he's not tripped up there by the linebacker, he finds Pater. Good tackle, but now Badax backs against the wall, down two scores. This is a must-stop scenario for the Hatchets. Second down, one yard to go, 7.45 in the third quarter. Still Harbor Beach 20, Bad Axe 7. I reach back on the field on offense thanks to an interception on third down deep in Bad Axe territory. T formation, handoff to Shea Woodkey as the first down, drags the defender all the way down to the five-yard line, which is Griffin Meinhold for a six-yard gain. Move the chains, and more likely be a first and goal to go from the 10. Harbor Beach executing out of the out of the T formation, probably better tonight than we've seen him throughout uh, the season so far. You see Woodkey on the right, in the middle is Booms, and on the end they actually have Emmerich in there in the last series, doing a nice job. And Woodkey is finding some room there, running along the left side away from uh, Jake McPhee. That's the second time the 10-yard line has tripped me up. That are at the five-yard line. Second, first down, goal to go. For the Pirates, T formation, Caden Buchholz, freshman, second-string quarterback at the helm. Handoff to Shea Woodkey, and the fumble stripped, and he jumped on it right at the four as the pile had him stood up, and McPhee stripped it. And Shea Woodkey miraculously spins out of the strip as well and jumps on it immediately. When all of a sudden done, a gain of a yard, second down, goal to go from the four. 
That could have gone much differently, and somehow Harvey jumped on it. It's fortunate that as they he stripped and he spun out of that, that the ball, when he goes to the ground, it's literally there for him. He fell on top of it. I don't think it was a reaction. I think it was just he was going down, and the ball happened to be there. So a, a fortunate break for Harbor Beach here deep in Bad Axe territory. Uh, would have been a big-time uh, turnover. They could have really used it, could the Hatchets. But either way, they make a stop and still have to stand tall here with their backs against their own end zone line. And Harbor Beach is going to call a timeout. Their first of the second half with 6.32 left in the third quarter. Harbor Beach 20, Bad X 7 at the W, LW Sports Network. left in the third quarter. Harbor calls their first time out of the second half. It's now a second and goal to go from the Banex four-yard line. This play and drive set up by an interception at the Banex 29-yard line. They took over at the 20. 6.32 remains in the third quarter. 13-point game. Harbor trying to knock on the door for the fourth time this evening. T-formation, Kaden Buchholz under center. Three-man backfield from the Banax four-yard line, working off the left hash. There's the snap, quarterback keeper for Kaden Buchholz. Turns up field, he's still on his feet, dragging defenders with him, and he's uh, stopped finally at the one-yard line as Drayden Romas give me credit for that tackle as Kaden Buchholz coming a little ginger there, but running back just fine as he was up and at the right of the one after a three, maybe four-yard gain. 6-13 and counting here, third down, goal to go from the one. Yeah, that play was set up by multiple Shea Woodkey runs successfully. Yes, he, he did drop the ball there on the last play, but the plays before that, Shea Woodkey had a lot of success. So you see them put the ball out, show Woodkey the ball, take it away, and then spin out to the near sideline. And he fights for that goal line, took three and four bad axe defenders to keep him out, but they do third down in goal from the one for Harbor Beach. In the T formation, play clock under five. There's the snap handoff to number four, and he's in the end zone. Dustin Emmerich gets the score from a yard out with 5.40 remaining in the third quarter. Harbor Beach now tacks on. There's another six points, and it's now Harbor Beach 26, bad axe seven. 5.40 left in the third quarter. So the Pirates respond after a 3 now punt to start the second half. Intercept the ball from Badax and then march it in from 20 yards out. Capped off with a one-yard run from Dustin Emmerich. Now 26-7, 5.40 left in the third. Good series there, but it's set up by the defense of Harbor Beach. They force Bad Axe with two running plays of no gain to throw the football. They get pressure. The secondary takes it away. Caden Buchholz in the right place, taking away that check down receiver, takes it away, and they turn it into instant offense with a Dustin Emmerich one-yard run. Going for two, trying to make this a 28-7 ball game. They're throwing downfield into the corner of the end zone, brought in and gets two feet in. Dustin Emmerich, who brought in the touchdown run, now throws in the two-point conversion pass, and it's 28-7. Harbor Beach by 21 points in the W. LW Sports Network. Five forty left in the third quarter, twenty-eight to seven. Harbor Beach leading the Bad Axe Hatches twenty-one by twenty-one points. 
Two minutes and 45 seconds on that drive, 20 yards. Kept on with Dustin Emmerich, one yard dive. Emmerich brought in the two-point catch as well. 28 to seven, a 21-point lead for the Pirates on the road in week number eight. Jace Canoblock ready to kick things off for the Pirates at their own 40-yard line, right to left across your radio in their road white uniforms. Maddox in their home, pink out jerseys brought in by Griffin Meinhold at about the 13-yard line. He gets all the way out to the 27-yard line, brought down by Shea Woodkey on special teams. First and 10 for the Hatchets at their own 27-yard line, left right across your radio. And for Harbor Beach, that was set up by great defense. They forced Bad Axe into a predictable third down and 11. You knew they were going to drop back and pass it. They rolled Keaton Brown out to his right, his throwing side, which is what you want to do. He makes a decision, though, to throw it back to the middle of the field. That usually is not a high percentage look, and he throws it right into the arms of Bukholz there. I think if he could have attacked the sideline, he might have had a better chance. But nonetheless, that, uh, that threat cost him. Touchdown, Harbor Beach takes the lead now, 28-7. to Maddox's offense is back on the field. It's a pitch out to Logan Miles, turns up field. He has some positive yards. A Fumbles. fumble on the very end of the play, and looks like he's down, and Badax recovers at the 32-yard line as Logan Miles gets out for four hard-fought yards and brought down by number two, Jacob Booms, who's close on that fumble as well. So it's going to be second down, six to go from the 32. Yes, you see Logan Miles slide right into the... Uh, Number seven, uh, Griffin Meinhold there as he's on the sideline. Not sure what's going on there, but Logan Miles slides into that spot. They run that run play, and it works. But Logan Miles has got to get two hands on that football. He's he's trying to carry it uh, with one arm, not protected. He's got it swinging out there, and no surprise, Harbor Beach punches it out. They're lucky to recover that, but again, it's a four-yard gain on first down. A fumble on this snap, and as Keaton Brown's going to have to jump on it way back at the 27-yard line as that play was broken from the get-go. And it's going to result in a loss of yards and a loss of five on the play. So now third down 11. Ah, those are those things that just kill a drive. In this case, kills a chance for a comeback. It's the I formation, the running play action. See Keaton Brown put the football out there for his running back and then take it away. And as he takes it away, the nose of the football just bumps uh, the running back enough for that ball to fall to the ground. And the quarterback has to do everything he can just to cover it up. No chance on the play, you, but an instant loss of five yards. And now third down and very long for Bad X. Receiver wide each way. Jake McPhee on the near side of the radio. Man in motion. And back to pass. Keaton Brown looking downfield. Scrambles to his left. Screen pass to Evan Shank. Brought into the 25. He's still on his feet. Has the first down. Still running. And he's upended in just close to midfield. Brought down by Jacob Booms at the 49-yard line. A 23-yard pickup. Moves the chains from Keaton Brown to Evan Shank on the, the safety valve downfield. We talk about that with these teams that like to pass the football. You can have all these great routes, but eventually the pocket's going to break down. And that time you see Evan Shank chip that defensive end and then just turn around one yard downfield and just stand there and wait and the defense follows all the deep routes jake mcphee deep they everybody goes that way they leave evan shank all by himself for a little dump off and there's nobody there evan shank does the rest turns it into a big gain and a much needed big gain for the bad x offense power ride to the right side it's a handoff right at the middle of logan miles and Harvey reach jumps to right at the original line of scrimmage tackle made by numbers, Colin Rogenbach, number 68 on the high reach defense. You're going to say no gain in the play, still at the 49-yard line of their own territory, trailing 28-7 to to Harbor Beach with 3.15 left in the third quarter. And, man, Bad X moving forward, especially heading into the playoffs. They have got to figure out a way to do something on first down. Early downs have just killed them tonight. 
another play for no gain or a negative play. They've had a ton of them tonight at first down, and that sets the tone for the rest of the series. Now it's second down and 10. You're out of rhythm, and you certainly aren't in go range, which is what you want for your offense to be able to confuse the defense. If it's second down and long, they're already cheating back that you're going to pass the ball. Second down, 10 to go. Jake McPhee wide right. Rolling to his right, back to pass. Keaton Brown has to get rid of this one, and now it's going to be intercepted by Caden Buchholz at midfield. He's still on his feet and goes down at the Bad X 42-yard line as Caden Buchholz is hanging out in the in the flats. And finally, Evan Shank tracks him down. Caden Buchholz, quarterback, started the game as a running back. Now quarterback, intercepted two passes on the night. Impressive effort here from the Harbor Beach freshman. Yeah, it was number 18 that come on the far side for Harbor Beach on the back side. Seth Nowiski. Uh, Seth Nowiski was unguarded coming in. They roll away from him, so they, they try to help allow Keaton Brown to roll out, so they leave that D end untouched. He gets a free shot at Keaton Brown. He can hear footsteps. He gets rid of the football. It just doesn't get much on it. And guess who is sitting with the underneath coverage again? Freshman Caden Buchholz takes it away. His second interception of the day, and now he'll head and lead his offense under center in bad axe territory, already up three scores. From the plus side of the field yet again tonight, and his handoff to Shea Woodkey against takes two pink jerseys and bring him down at the 36-yard line. Tackle made by Alex Andrich, outside linebacker for the bad axe hatchets. Gain of six in the play, four yards to go on second down. Good run there by Harbor Beach. Impressed with their wing tee offense today. I, like, I still think they're best when they spread it out and do those things, but they have done a really good job with the addition of Levi Klasky on the line. All of a sudden, you're seeing them win battles in the trenches where we've seen them in past seasons and earlier this season get beat on the line of scrimmage and then ask your athletes to make up for that. Um, what a change it makes to add that veteran body there on the line. Second down, four to go from the Bad Axe, 36, leading 28-7 to seven for the Harbor Beach Pirates. Handoff right up the middle to Troy Wells, and tackle made by Drayden Robas, defensive end for the Hatchets. Very close to that first down marker, and they're saying move the chains on second and four. Enough for a new set of downs for the Harbor Beach Pirates, leading by three scores. Getting back some clock-grinding power football, and just when you have the lead, this is where your wing tee teams Excel and Harbor Beach has gotten away oh gotten away from that over the past few years, but it's definitely an important important part of their game. It's definitely what Coach Shelke wants to run, and you're seeing them excel tonight, pushing that pile and winning on the line of scrimmage, an area where Badax has excelled this season. Bukholz gets the handoff. He's going to keep it for himself, and he's going to be brought down in the backfield as the pink jerseys of Badax swarm to him at the three-yard loss. by Cal Isinger leading the way. Going to say a loss of a yard on the play when all is said and done. Second down and 11 upcoming for the Harbor Beach Pirates, leading 28-7 with one minute remaining in the third quarter. Yeah, bring the whole defense, right? Just just all-out blitz, and they get to Caden Buchholz there in the backfield. But quite frankly, it didn't matter. Every gap was filled that time. It didn't matter who he handed off to. They all got hit at the line of scrimmage. He just happens to be the guy with the football that gets hit last. Loss of one as we're under a minute to go in the third quarter. Caden Buchholz, freshman. Moved up against the Cass City Redhawks in that game. First time, full time in that game. And it's certainly making a big difference here thus far. Buchholz under center. Three men backfield in the straight tee from the 33-yard line. There's the snap, and we have whistles, and this is going to be a false start against the high-reach fire. Something fell off, felt off there, and it certainly was, and that's going to be five yards walked off. Tired for the snap. False start. Offense. So, Disco Knight here in the third quarter with 26 seconds left. Harbor Beach 28, Bad Axe 7. 
It stops the clock with 26 seconds to go. Harbor Beach leading Bad Axe in Bad Axe 28 to seven, but now second down and 16 upcoming for the Pirates. Second down, 16 to go. Blake Lock in no hurry here. 15 seconds left in the third quarter. Caden Buchholz under center. Three men backfield working off the left hash from the Badax 38-yard line. Back to pass. Throwing downfield. It's nothing yet. Now running all the way. And now lets it go. And he's just going to let this one fly out of bounds. Stops the clock with 2.8 seconds left in the third quarter. As a heads-up play there from the freshman quarterback. Just let that one fly and get out of bounds. Yeah, unfortunately, all three of the guys that were running routes for Caden Buchholz all got stuffed at the line of scrimmage. They all got that pressure by the defense, knocked them off their line. It took them a while to get around their defender and get out there and run a route. Well, by that time, he's halfway to the sideline and there's nobody there. Excellent defense, jam those receivers, those, those options for Harbor Beach. Good job up front by Badex, not allowing anything to happen there. And the freshman quarterback makes a good decision, just throws it down the sideline near his bench where he doesn't turn it over. Third down and long for Harbor Beach coming up with 2.8 seconds left to go on the clock. And now we have a timeout called by the Harbor Beach Pirates, their second of the second half with 2.8 seconds left. Troy Schalke trying to set something up here before the end of the third. Uh, he could even call a run play here. wouldn't surprise me, but it, it's simply the fact that he's got a freshman quarterback under center. If, again, if Tan Babcock, his two-year starter, was there, this timeout would be unnecessary. He's making sure, again, that... He's got multiple freshmen out there playing big roles right now. Just making sure that they're on the right page. You got those timeouts. That's what he wants to make sure happens here. Uh, again, anything from play action pass to just a simple fullback dive here is certainly in the works for Coach Schelke and company. Third and 16 upcoming for the Harbor Beach Pirates here with 2.8 seconds left in the third quarter. As we certainly hope this broadcast sounds good to you because for there's some sort of chord going on somewhere in our mix here that's failing at the moment. We can barely hear Dan Banky in our ears, but luckily his pointer finger is working quite well here on our on our rosters in front of us. Yeah, I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll get that straightened yeah, we'll out. We'll get might, that straightened might, out. might take us till next week, but we'll get it straightened out. But. <laughs> what, you mean our Monday night football game is going to be that? We're not going to have that figured out yet, Dave, for you? <laughs> yeah, we might. We might. I, I'll give you the weekend. Oh, there we go. Your wife will love that if you spend all weekend working on yeah, that. We're going to be going to Indiana in the morning. T formation for Caden Buchholz. Staying in the pocket, back to pass. Now pink jerseys swarm to him. He's going to have to out-evade those tacklers. And he runs and he has positive yards and is still on his feet miraculously and runs out of bounds close to the 25-yard line. Wow. And that's the end of the third quarter. And Caden Buchholz making moves on his own two feet to end the third. It's Hyper Beach 28, Bad X 7 on the WLW Sports Network. Facing a fourth and six deep in the Badax territory. Now the 27-yard line, maybe the 28-yard line. Now marching left to right across your radio. Our region, the road, white uniforms, black pants. Pink out night here for the Badax hatchets in support of breast cancer awareness. As it's 28 to 7. Our reached by 21 points. It was 12 to 7 at the half. 
excuse me, 20 to 7 at the half. 20 to 7. Yeah, looking at the wrong line there. Fourth and seven to go, maybe six yards to go for the Harbor Beach Pirates. T formation, Caden Buchholz, second string quarterback at freshman. In to replace Dan Babcock has done a miraculous job so far tonight. Stays in the pocket, rolling to his left, throwing downfield. Has it wide open, went over through Jace Knoblock because he's going to have to turn and twist his body away. A little miscommunication there, and it's a turnover on downs. Gives the ball back to the Bad Axe Hatchets. Trailing by three scores with still 11.55 left in regulation. The play call, the play action was there. Jace Knoblock comes from the right side, just slips in front of the linebackers, a, a, a drag route all the way across the field at Bukal sees him, has him, and just a little amped up, overthrows him just by now. Otherwise, an easy throw and catch that uh, if he starts again next week or the following week, he makes that throw, and uh, it turns into a first down and probably an even bigger game for Harbor Beach. Instead, the ball falls to the ground, and that was a must-stop for the BedX defense. You're down three scores. you got the whole fourth quarter. We've seen them score in a hurry. They scored at the end of the second quarter with just two minutes on the clock to go the length of the field. It starts right now if there's going to be a huge comeback by Badex, and I think you have to get that offense spread out and let Keaton Brown throw the football. I know he's turned it over here lately, but I think that's your best chance to make a comeback. First and 10 out of the eye formation for the Bad Axe Hatches, trailing by three scores, 28-7 to to Harbor Beach. 11.55 left in the fourth is a pitch to Logan Miles, has a seam on the outside, and he's going to be forced out of bounds at the 43-yard line by Jacob Booms for the Harbor Beach secondary. Move the chains for the Bad Axe Hatches. Yeah, nice run there by uh, by Miles as he, he gets to the sideline. You, you see the... The lead blocker seal the edge and allow him to get to that sideline. And it takes one of the deep safeties for Harbor Beach to take that off, to take him out of bounds. Otherwise, he goes the rest of the way. Good job by Badax to get to the sideline and get up the field for a nice long run on first down. From the 43, right to left across your radio. First and 10 for the Badax Hatchets, trailing 28-7 to to Harbor Beach. Straight eye as a pitch to Logan Miles going to the right side. Has room to run and has get out for about five yards to the 48-yard line. Tackle made by Jace Knoblock for the Harbor Beach Pirates. Gain of five, second down and five upcoming from their own 48. Yes, what you're seeing is Badax lining up in the eye formation and then when Keaton Brown gets the ball and snaps the ball, he pitches it to the last running back and the running backs the fullbacks in front of them act as lead blockers and then Keaton Brown spins and becomes the other lead blocker so there's two fullbacks plus Keaton Brown they're overloading one side but by being in the eye you don't know which way they're going left or right fumble on the play and they're gonna have to jump on it back at the 44 yard line as that one was broken from the get-go as the pitch out to Logan Miles hits the turf Miles jumps on it as well it's gonna be a loss of four on the play now a third down and nine from their own 44 yard line this changes the play call a little bit. That's the same play they run just three plays in a row, right? Just whether in the I formation, it's a pitch to Logan Miles, whether they go right or left is the only difference in those last three plays. And there was nothing wrong with that pitch. Just Logan Miles, eye off the ball, already looking for where he's going to run. He's already seeing some defenders get into the backfield, forgets the football. You can't do that. He puts it down. Loss of about four on the play. Now, third down and nine for Bad X. Straight back in the double wing offense. Man in motion, Logan Miles. Back to pass. Keaton Brown looking downfield, stays in the pocket, now scrambles, rolling to his right, looking downfield, nothing there, and he's going to have to keep it, and he now chucks it downfield. I saw bodies hit the, hit, the, hit the ground, and now a flag flies well after the play. Troy Schalke was standing right there. Keaton Brown was hit, and this very well could be a roughing the passer. Incomplete, thrown out of bounds at the Harbor Beach 40. 
That seems the signal appears to be a roughing the passer on the on the Pirates. I think you're right there, Clark. He, see if he uh, repeats that again after they move the ball here. The white calf, Brian Roberts, called that one. And so they're walking it off, and this will be an automatic first down as well. Roughing the passer on the defense. Automatic first down. A little confusing there, but this moves the ball into Harbor Beach territory. The 41 and automatic first down. That's a huge break for Bad oh, big time. because that... That run play broke down. Keaton Brown does a nice job keeping the play alive, but all his receivers ran their routes and quit running. you got to come back to the ball, give your quarterback an option, and uh, they're fortunate that that penalty gives them a fresh set of downs. Logan Miles gets the pitch to the left side. He's brought down to the 36 after a five-yard gain. Tackle made by Jacob Booms as well as Benson Harper for the Harbor defense. Badak still getting plays in chunks here when they're sweeping it out to Logan Miles to replace Griffin Meinhold in that setup as Meinhold is still on the sidelines. Yeah, Logan Miles done a nice job. He dry fumbled it once, but otherwise he's had a couple productive runs himself, averaging a little over four yards a carry in this second half. Pretty good compared to, uh, you know, anything else they've really had going for him. But second down and five coming up for Maddox. Logan Miles gets the handoff out of the eye, and he breaks out one tackle, but he's ripped down at the original line of scrimmage by Jace Knoblock for the Harbor Beach defense. No gain on the play. Now third down and five from the Harbor Beach 36-yard line. Jax McGlinsky in the area as well. Multiple defenders swarming to the football. Short gain on the play for Badax and just no room to run there. It's going to bring up another third down and about five to go for Badax. Badax comes out of the huddle, coming up to the line of scrimmage. 9-10 remains in regulation. Harbor Beach 28, Badax 7. Badax weeks into third and five from the Harbor Beach 37. I formation, pitch out to the back, tailback, and he falls in the backfield. Logan Miles. Slipped on the turf at about the 39-yard line. So that will be a loss of three on the play. And now it's going to be a fourth down and eight for the Bad Axe Hatches at the high-reach 39-yard line. Yeah, and that's where you miss that that veteran presence uh, of Griffin Meinhold, right? Those those minor things tend to not happen as Logan Miles just flat-out slips in the backfield. And he just and that because of that, his knee hits the ground, and it's a untouched loss of a couple, maybe three yards on the play. And... With eight and a half to go, down three scores. Uh, this is this is four down territory for Badax lining up in the double wing. Overloading the left side now, so it's going to be a fumble on the play, and it bounces deep into Harvard ter Badax territory. And Jake McPhee jumps on it at the 40 yard line, still on his feet, and he lowers the shoulder. And the 42 yard line is brought down by Justin Emmerich as the ball popped loose and then got kicked by a Harvard defender deep in, in Badax territory. And so it'll be a turnover on downs, giving Harvard again. Favorable field position on the plus side of the field, this time from the 42 of Maddox. And you can tell that Griffin Meinhold is really the glue that keeps this offense together, right? Because without him, play got really sloppy. We're seeing a couple balls hit the turf, another one there. Keaton Brown put ones on the turf, a couple fumbles by, by Logan Miles. And uh, like I said, on this situation, yeah, that Harbor Beach is trying to make the tackle. And again, like you said, Clark, somebody unintentionally boots that ball the other direction, and McPhee picks it up and negates some of the loss, but it's a huge loss for Badax, and Harbor Beach's offense will come on the field in Badax territory at the 42. Caden Buchholz hands it off to Shea Woodkey. He's out for the running for about four yards, finally brought down by Nathan Pulaski for the Badax defense. Gain of four, second down and six from the Badax 38-yard line upcoming. 7.55 and counting here in the fourth quarter. Harbor Beach 28, Badax 7. 
Harbor Beach back in the tee and just getting back to that clock grinding power football that they've been able to utilize this evening. Worked really well for them as clock winds down under eight minutes to go with a three score lead in Bad Axe territory already. T formation. Bukholz under center. Quick handoff right the middle to uh, that is Jacob Booms. And gets the first down as he's finally brought down at the 30-yard line by Logan. Excuse me, Jake McPhee on the stop. A nice run there for Jacob Booms. Moves the chains at the Bad X 30. Yeah, we see uh, you, you know your really good schools run this tee successfully. You've seen Lakers, uh, excuse me, you've seen Cass City run it in the past. You see Ubley run it year in and year out. And that's why it works best. You get your lead back going. You get Shea Woodke going, getting four, five, and six yards on first down. That opens the door for anybody the threat of Caden Buchholz throwing the football is very similar you know to like an Evan Peruski and Ubley you always have to be wary of the quarterback keeping the ball and with this offense right now if Shea Woodkey can get going on the running game that opens the door for guys like Jacob Booms and Emmerich to get going on the other side Caden Buchholz hands it off to number four Dustin Emmerich and he's brought down by the neck at the third excuse me the 27 yard line by Evan McAlpin for the Bad Axe Hatchets uh, three yard pickup and it's now second down and seven, a short six somewhere in there. 6.43 and counting here in the fourth. Yeah, but that's what you're looking for in running the team. You, know, you have the lead. We need three yards. We get three yards on every play. We are going to just take a ton of time down with us and prevent Bad X from getting extra possessions, possessions that they desperately need to get back in this game. Second down, seven from the Bad X 27. Still in the T formation. Shea Woodkey now checks out of the game. Caden Buchholz under center. Second string quarterback for the Pirates. There's the snap. It's a handoff to his third option to Jacob Booms. Lowers the shoulder, gets across the 25, and finally brought down to the 23-yard line by a troop of Bad Axe Hatchets led by Alvin McAlpine again. And short of the first down, but third down and manageable third down and three. Yeah, it may be less of taking a break and more of getting some of these other guys reps. You see Troy Wells check in for him. You've seen Emmerich get a carry. You've seen Jacob Booms get two of the last three carries. So I think this is Harbor Beach's time to, to gear up some of these other guys. The running game really hasn't been, um, especially in important games, games against teams above 500, the running game has not been there. This is the first time that we've seen them run the ball well against a quality football team. So getting these other guys in there could be important heading into playoff time. Caden Bugals gets the snap, handoff to Jacob Booms again, and he's stopped by Jake McPhee at the 21-yard line, just shy of that first down marker as he had four momentum, and Jake McPhee stopped it on a dime, a short of the first down by a yard. Fourth down, one yard to go from the 21. Yeah, there's times he is just a big difference maker. Got 11, maybe 12 tackles on the game already leading the way, leading any defensive player in this game, and that's no surprise. Fourth and a yard to go. Harbor Beach has already used two timeouts in this second half. 4.55 in counting in the fourth quarter. Harbor Beach 28, Bad Axe 7. Shea Woodkey checks back in for the Pirates. The backfield, Troy Wells, Shea Woodkey, and number four, Dustin Emmerich. Caden Buchholz under center, working off the right hash. From the Bad Axe 21, they need to get down to the 20. And Badex nearly jumped as we hand off to Dustin Emmerich, and he is stopped short of that from line to gain. Leading the way was Logan Rodriguez, or no, excuse me, Cal Isinger on the stop, and it's going to be resulting in a turnover on downs as Dustin Emmerich 
had no chance of getting that first down as the front line for deep Badax really stuffed him in his tracks. Yeah, did a good job pushing the offensive tackle into the backfield, and he ran into him, and so it's a 50-50 shot for him. If he goes inside or outside, he chooses inside. There's more Badax defenders there to take him down, and a loss of one on the play. I think if he went outside, he had a chance, but it reacted to the inside. Good stand there by Badax, and with 425 left in the game, their offense will come on the field down three touchdowns. 425 remains in regulation. Harbor Beach 28, Badax 7. Their lone score coming in the second quarter with 33 seconds left in the half. Spreading receiver wide each way. Jake McPhee in the near side. Keaton Brown in the shotgun. Buys lonesome in the backfield. Double wing, though, still in the motion. That's Logan Miles to the far sideline. Quick screen pass to Jake McPhee. Breaks out of one tackle, still streaking down the near sideline and runs out of bounds at about the 37, actually the 38-yard line when all said and done. So 13-yard catch from Keaton Brown into the hands of Jake McPhee. Moves the chains. And it's a good play call, but it's come a little too late. Uh, after uh, Keaton Brown threw his first interception, I think that is a, is a momentum, uh, a positive reinforcing throw for your quarterback to get him back in rhythm instead of asking him to run around like crazy and throw the ball downfield on third down and long when everybody in the, on the stadium knows that you're going to throw it. I like that on first down. We talked about them moving the football better on first down. That was a nice, easy throw and catch for a big game. Rolling to his right, and Caden Buchholz nearly picked up his third interception as Brown was being rushed on that pass, and he was hit after by number 65, Jackson McGlinsky, and let that one fly, and Caden Buchholz needed a couple more inches, and he would have brought that one in as well. Falls incomplete, second down and 10. Stops the clock with 4-10 remaining in regulation from the, their own 38-yard line, second down and 10. And I think it might be as simple as he just jumped just a hair early. I think if his jump is timed, that, that ball went through his hands the way it was, uh, just a little underthrown. But when you're under duress, under pressure, rolling around like Keaton Brown is, it's easy to be off by a little bit. And notice in that linebacker spot, Caden Buchholz is really starting to see the field a lot better as a defender, and, and I think that helps when you start to play that quarterback. You see everything a lot differently, and he's uh, he's made a big impact in this game. Keaton Brown out of the shotgun, back to pass, rolling, and he's going to be brought down and sacked back of the 25-yard line. Seth Nowiski, the defensive end, brings him down for the sack, and that is going to be setting a third down in a country mile here now for the Bad Axe Hatchets. Yeah, it's a straight drop back by Keaton Brown, about a five-step drop. And when he plants that back foot, his first guy isn't there. And when he looks for the second one, it's far a little too late as uh, Nowiski gets in the backfield, gets off that tackle, and he gets a clean shot at Keaton Brown and takes him down for a big loss. Loss of 12 in the play, and they mark him down to the 26-yard line. 3.33 and counting here in the fourth quarter. Harbor Beach 28, Bad Axe 7. Looks like we have some other final scores rolling in here as well. Cassidy with a big win over Carroll. Not sure in that final, though. It's not over yet. Well, it is all but over at that one. Third down in the country mile. Looks like about 22 yards going to the clock here. Keaton Brown's going way deep. Throws this one. It's a screen pass brought in by Evan Shank of the 26. Still on his feet in his run. Brought down at the 37-yard line. Brought down by Troy Wells, an outside linebacker. Senior for the high-reach defense. And gains all what was lost there. And still sets up a now a fourth down and 11 with 2.52 and rolling here in the fourth quarter. I know they pull that play out when it's desperate times, but that play works really well. It does. I, I Multiple it's, it's, times, too. Yeah, it's one of those things where instead of using it on third and 20, maybe we, you know, try it on second down and six. Like, try it earlier. It's worked because these young kids, when they see the quarterback and get in the backfield, all they can think about is getting that sack. 
when in turn, that's what the quarterback's doing. He's luring them in to dump off that short pass over their heads and then turn it on in a mismatch on a screen pass. On fourth and 11, Keaton Brown throwing downfield into coverage, and this one is going to hits the hands of Drayden Romas at the Hyper Beach 30 and falls incomplete. That's a beautiful pass from Keaton Brown, but results in a turnover on downs with 218 remaining in regulation. That is four straight drives between the two teams that have resulted in a turnover on downs. It is a 56-0 final. Cassidy defeats Caro. So it's first and 10 for the Harbor Beach Pirates, starting again on the plus side of the field from the 36-yard line. Drayden Romas, though, had got his hands oh, on that ball, but I, I think he felt that Emmerich was going to deflect that ball because it's just a little bit behind him, but Emmerich puts his hand up, short arms it, and misses it. And that ball basically hits the right arm and hip of Drayden Romas on the run. Uh, I know the defender didn't get it, but Romas uh, certainly could have turned that into not only a big game, but a touchdown if he's able to haul that pass in. Pretty good throw and an unfortunate drop in that situation. It's a pitch to Shea Woodkey. He has positive yards and finally brought down by Jake Shea McPhee out to the 32-yard line. It's going to be a gain of four on the play. And the clock rolls under two minutes remaining in regulation with Harbor Beach with a three-possession lead, 28-7. Yeah, Harbor Beach just in cruise control. This The wing tee offense has really done its job in the second half. They've milked a ton of clock and uh, really kind of negated any opportunity for Bad Axe to make a comeback and, and get those extra possessions that they needed. This is the sixth drive tonight for the Harbor Beach Pirates that started in Bad Axe territory. Second down. Seven to go from the 33-yard line of Bannex. T-formation, Caden Buchholz under center. Yeah, and that's a recipe for success, Clark. And the, you, know, you get those short fields. They took advantage of them early, took Bannex out of the rhythm, and now that's set up this wing T offense and the offensive line doing a nice job of creating holes for the running backs. Jacob Booms gets the handoff, brought down by Evan Schenk after about a four-yard gain. So that's a third down and three now from the Bannex 29-yard line. Yeah, that's exactly what you want out of that wing T offense, right? You just maintain drives. If you get that minimum of three-yard gain on every single play, should set up third down and three, which is what we're looking at right now. And this deep into Bad X territory, even if they were to make a stop, Bad X, uh, certainly Howard Beach would continue on and push forward on fourth down and short. Obli Blanks, USA, 42 nothing. We have a timeout called by the Harbor Beach Pirates with 52 seconds left in regulation as Troy Schelke saw something he wants to discuss with his freshman quarterback as they lead by 21 points. Harbor Beach 28, Bad Axe 7, 52.7 seconds left in regulation. Yeah, it, look, it looked like Coach Schelke was trying to get a couple extra kids in there and it just... Uh, uh, Two come in and only one come out. So I think that's your reason for your time out there. But uh, nonetheless, uh, the Harbor Beach Pirates with just 52 seconds left here in Bad X lead 28-7 to in control of the football in um, a, a really well-played game, especially by some big roles by some true freshmen. So some other area scores. So we have, what, Cassidy Blanks, Carroll, 56 nothing, Obli Blanks, USA, 42 nothing, And eight-player football looks like North Huron leading New Haven Merritt. 40 to 20 at the end of the third quarter. And that's all the scores we have tonight. So Harbor Beach facing a third down and three in Bad Axe territory at the 29-yard line of the Hatchets. T formation, Caden Buchholz center center, hands off to Shea Woodkey, lowers the shoulder, has the first down across the 25, down to the 24-yard line, and stops the clock momentarily to move the chains. A third down conversion. Tackle made by Nathan Pulaski. 
for the Bad Axe Hatchets, and the clock continues to roll. Under 44 seconds left. You should see one more play here, and this one will be kneeled out the rest of the way. Yeah, genuflect offense here, I would imagine, for Harbor Beach is a, a job well done uh, by the running game, especially in the defense in the second half. Caden Buchholz waits for the play clock to get under 10, even before getting under center here. Caden Buchholz has played pretty much three quarters at quarterback here for the Pirates as a freshman. And there's the knee, and that will do it. With 18 seconds remaining as the clock rolls down to zero, and the Harbor Beach Pirates victorious in week number eight and improved to a 7-1 record, making that four straight victories since their loss to Ubley at home. And Harbor Beach takes out the Bad Axe Hatchets 28-7 in a game in which they saw their quarter starting quarterback go out, but freshman Caden Buchholz comes in and takes over and doesn't skip a beat. Your final score, Harbor Beach 28, Bad Axe 7 on the WLW Sports Network. Final score from Bad Axe, Michigan in week number eight. The Pirates take out the Hatchets 28-7. It was 20-7 at the half. I reached X on another score in the third, the only score of that second half, to win on the road with a backup quarterback, a freshman, winning by 21 points. We'll have the full recap in just a few moments here. A few more commercials get out of the way, and we'll have your post-game wrap-up right here from Bad Axe, Michigan, 28-7, Harbor Beach. score in week number eight goes in favor of the Harbor Beach Pirates on the road, taking out the Bad Axe Hatches 28-7. Dave Hansen, how much talent when we get to this final score? And the first quarter, there was one touchdown. Shea Woodkey punched it in from two yards away. Babcock would run it in for two. Harbor Beach would lead at the end of the first quarter, eight to nothing. In the second quarter, Tanton Babcock would hit Benson Harper on a 14-yard touchdown throw and catch. The two-point pass would fail, and actually quarterback Babcock would hurt his knee on a non-contact injury, would leave the game and not return, up 14 to nothing. Later in that in the half, Caden Buchholz, freshman, takes over the offense, leads this team down the field, keeps it for himself on a five-yard touchdown run. The two-point run fails, but Harbor Beach would extend their lead 20 to nothing, and with just two minutes to go, Bags throws it right down the field, scores before the half is over. A mine-hold fourth in goal, two-yard run. He would add on the extra point, and at the half, Harbor Beach 20, Bad X 7. In the third quarter, Harbor Beach would score again, this time on an Emmerich one-yard run. Caden Buchholz would throw a two-point pass to Emmerich to extend the lead 28-7 at the end of the third quarter. In the fourth quarter, no scoring. That would be your final Harbor Beach 28, that X7. Harbor Beach put together 44 plays for 232 yards of offense, 153 of those on the ground for 38 carries and three scores, averaging four yards per carry. And three scores through the air, three of six for passing for 79 yards collectively with one score. 
for 44 plays, 232 yards, averaging 5.3 per play. For the Bad Axe Hatchets, 47 plays of offense. That's three more than the Pirates for 158 yards, 74 yards less. 31 carries for 39 yards and one score. Through the air, 8 for 16 for 119 yards, but two interceptions. Leading the way, Griffin Meinhold, 11 carries for 42 yards and a score. Logan Miles, 8 carries, 22 yards. Evan Shank, 4 carries for 6 yards. And Nathan Velosky, 2 carries for 1 yard. Keaton Brown and Jake McPhee each in negative due to the sacks and tackles for a loss. Hopper Beach was led by Shea Woodkey with 12 carries for 45 yards and a score, averaging 3.8 per carry. Tan Babcock, 2 carries for 31 yards right early in the game. Caden Bukals, 10 carries for 30 yards and a score. Jacob Booms, 6 carries for 18. Troy Wells, 4 carries for 14. And Benson Harper, 1 carry for 11. Through the air, Keaton Brown, 8 for 16 and 2 interceptions for 119 yards, completing 50% of his passes. Caden Buchholz, 1 for 2 through the air for 60 yards. And Tanton Babcock, early in the, in the first quarter, plus the first 7 seconds of the second quarter, went 2 for 4 for 19 yards and a score. Benson Harper brought in two receptions for 74 yards and the touchdown, and Jace Knoblock one reception for five yards. For Batnax's receiving core, Jake McPhee led the way with three receptions for 61 yards, Evan Shank three receptions for 47, Drayden Romas one reception for seven, and Griffin Meinhold brought in one for four yards. Impressive numbers for both sides, but really, Harbor Beach started six drives on the plus side of the field, so their numbers are a little lower than you'd expect in a 21-point victory against Batnax, but... Maddox with one score, Harbor Beach taking advantage of the turnovers when they were handed the opportunities, especially when you have a freshman quarterback coming in the second string taking things over. Yeah, and they really didn't miss a beat, but uh, fortunately for them, um, they had a nice lead. Uh, he was able to lead them on a couple scoring drives, but uh, at the end of the day, it was the Harvey's defense that answered the bell. We wondered, you know, would Bad X come out motivated? They, they, they come out flat, but I think the, the return of Levi Klasky helped, uh, especially on the defensive side. He played more defense than he did offense, uh, and I thought he did a good job there. And, and on offense... You know, the second half, they, they put it on cruise control, Harbor Beach did, and but the wing tee was effective. And we haven't really said that about Harbor Beach's wing tee offense in quite a while, but that's why you'll see 44 hard-earned plays, averaging five yards a play, just 230 yards of offense. You know, a lot of times that may not be enough in today's game, but they were able to control the clock, control the game, manufacture first downs in the second half, and just kind of smother out any chance of a comeback by the, by the Hatchets. The Bad Axe defense, 43 tackles, 4 tackles for a loss, led by Jake McVee. 12 tackles, including 1 for a loss. Griffin Meinhold and Evan Schenck each with 6 tackles. Evan Schenck had 2 tackles for a loss. Cal Isinger also had 1 as well. Drayden Romas, 4 tackles. Isinger, total of 3 tackles, as well as Evan McAlpine and Logan Miles. Leading the way for the high reach defense, Jace Knoblock with 8 tackles. Caden Buchholz, 7 tackles and 1 tackle for a loss. And 2 interceptions. Troy Wells, 6. Jacob Booms, 4. Dustin Emmerich, Shea Woodkey, with three, and Benson Harper with two. So 41 tackles for a team for Harbor Beach with three tackles for a loss, one sack, and two interceptions. Really the turnovers going in favor of the Harbor Beach Pirates. Penalties really were not not non-issue. Two, two penalties per, for each team, collectively 35 total yards. Bad X with two for 15, Harbor Beach two for 20, so nothing really there at all. But really, Dave Hansen, what are your thoughts here in this ballgame? I'm surprised how well Harbor Beach reacted when you see your star quarterback and your free safety go down with an injury don't, and doesn't return. I'm thinking to myself, oh, this could be a completely different ballgame here for the remaining three quarters. But you see a freshman step up. You see how Reach respond. And Bad X just seemed a little bit out of – just couldn't quite get things going tonight. 
no, they come out flat and they stayed flat. They, they never really got into a rhythm. And uh, like I said, it could be a hangover from last week. It could be the fact that Harbor Beach's game plan was well executed. You saw Shea Woodkey move around on defense. He's really good at middle linebacker. Uh, they put him right there in the middle of the, like as a nose tackle on defense. So you've seen him used all over the place. But uh, it, it come down to turnovers for me. I mean, any chance Bad X had, uh, it seemed like a first down run play failed. Then it was second and long, which led into third down and long, and then you saw uh, Cade Bucalls pick off a couple passes, had a chance at a third. Now their, their defense answered the call, and then the running game was able to drain the clock and control the game. They didn't need to score five, six, seven times to win this game, which we saw in the past. They score, the defense gives one up, and it's kind of like a tennis match. you got to keep up with the scoring. Today was different. Harbor Beach took control of this game, and they just owned it the whole game and just didn't allow Bad X to have anything today. Both teams with nine first downs in the night. Harbor Beach three for seven on third downs for 43%, and one for four on fourth down for 25%. Bad X three for 10 on third down for 30%, and one for five on fourth downs for just 20% conversion rate. But that's not good for either team. No. Yeah, if you're Harbor Beach and you go one for four on fourth down, that's three turnovers the way I look at it. That's, that's not good. And coming for playoff time, that's going to be a point of emphasis for this team. Um, uh, we don't know the extent of Tanton Babcock's injury, but if we're going to assume that they're going to move on without him. This gives Caden Buchholz a chance next week against Vassar to get some really important reps before playoff time comes. But uh, this bad X team, or excuse me, this Harbor Beach team didn't miss a beat. Uh, not saying that they're not going to miss Tanton uh, Tant Babcock, because they are. But Caden Buchholz showed that he's the real deal. He's living up to the early hype. And he filled in, and when we were worried... He smoothed that right over for the Harbor Beach fan base. And I think I know this answer, but Dave Hansen, here's your Thompson Chevrolet player of the game. Uh, it's freshman Caden Buchholz. Uh, those two interceptions really set him apart. But he, when he had to come in and run this offense as efficiently as he did with one or two minor mistakes, um, he took control of the football. They asked him to throw it a big pass down the field uh, to Benson Harper to really stun the Bad Axe defense. And then he ran the offense running the football, but his defense put him over the top. It's freshman Caden Buchholz. And congratulations to Dan Benke taking the media roundtable victory, his third victory of the season. We had three taking Harbor Beach 28-21. to 21. Doug Hull said by seven. Paul Biedem said Harbor Beach by 14. And Dan Benke said Harbor Beach by 18 points. Dave Hansen took Bad Axe by four. But I like that pick, actually. See, so in the last spot, it makes it tough when you think it's going to be a close game and, and the guys in front of you pick one score victory, two score victory, and, a, and <laughs> two another and a tight two score yeah. victory. Um, you either wedge yourself in there or you do something different. And I, I felt Bad X had their chances. They really did. Babcock goes down. It opens some things up for them. But they just, just couldn't get the ball rolling there and keep any momentum on their side. And uh, Harbor Beach was, did a good job. And it started with the defense. They did an excellent job swarming to the football, taking the ball away when the opportunity came, and uh, took advantage of a couple early mistakes. Uh, those fourth down shorts in your own territory, if you're going to go for them, you got to get them. The fourth down and one, I didn't mind. No. Fourth down and a long three, maybe four at your own 30-some yard line, that's tough. That's a lot of ask for your team, and when you turn it over, it's a very short field for a, a football team that doesn't need help getting scoring points. So, Dave Hanson, final thoughts from week number eight. Uh, again, a great football game. I, I was hoping to be a little closer, but uh, again, Harbor Beach really dominated on both sides of the ball. Did an excellent job controlling the game with the running game and mixing in a couple big plays through the air. And uh, a freshman showcase for the Harbor Beach Pirates. You know, we saw Emmerich come in, make some plays, score a touchdown. Uh, Benson Harper does what he does and, and makes miraculous catches. And Caden Buchholz taking a couple picks, uh, a couple passes away from uh, Keaton Brown and running the offense, big completion through the air. Uh, this team's future is very bright. 
Tonight's presentation of the WLW Sports Network is brought to you by Thumbsairn Anger Valley Services, DS Services of Cass City for all of your grain handling needs. Conic Radiator in Air Conditioning of Bad Axe. Rennie's Hunting Center, 269 Guns. North Star Bank Guiding the Way. Here on Auto Parts, Countryside Transportation. Harbor Reach True Value. Elber Insurance Agency. Bayport State Bank. McVeigh Insurance Agency. All Season Service and Sales. And Sure Health. Better health, better life. Are you sure? So, on behalf of our entire broadcast team, our spotter, Dan Benke, best in the business. Our intern, Kendall Anthus, making his way all the way from Midland. Doug Cole making his all the way from Livonia, Michigan. Our director of sports information, Dave Hansen, in-game analysis. And I'm Clark Ramsey, producer and host of this broadcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's game. We certainly did. It was Harbor Beach early and often, 28-7, taking out the Bad Axe Hatchets for their seventh victory in eight tries this season. Now they travel back home to take on the Vassar Vulcans, which actually will be our broadcast next week as well. Vassar at Harbor Reach on Friday, October 21st to wrap up the regular season. On behalf of WLW Sports, thank you for listening. Good night. This has been a presentation of the WLEW Sports Network, powered by Agri-Valley Services on Sports Radio 102.1 FM and live and worldwide at WLEWsports.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Just search for WLEW Sports. Your home for high school football is the WLEW Sports Network.